Adult content intended for an adult audience only. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. From Wimp to Pimp Part 2 by Jack the Crack Attack Chapter 14 The angel stood up to reveal she was a bit on the petite side. She was barely over five feet. Her height appeared to be around five feet two. Inch. She had blue eyes that went well with her blonde hair. As she spoke her voice rang beautifully, giving out a cute high-pitched tone. Hello, my name is Mary and I've come to stop you and your evil plot. Kale, Shano, and Tara looked at each other in confusion. Was this cute girl really referring to them? They were not plotting something evil. Shayano walked up to the angel and what firmness she presented initially all went away. She was immediately intimidated, frozen in place as Shayano approached. The ominous smile on Shayano's face made her gulp in fear. Her smile soon turned to one of adoration. She patted her head as she said, Ah, you are just so cute. What? Don't think flattering me will change my mind, devil. What's your name, little girl? Little girl? It was Mary's first day on the job and the primary target of her mission was calling her little. How humiliating. She magically pulled out a sword from thin air. It majestically shined a magnificent aura. She got into her fighting stance. Readying to strike Shiano, she apologized. I'm sorry, devil, but I must slay you here before this gets out of hand. Mary swung her sword with all her might. Shiano was not tense in the slightest. She used her left hand to hold Mary by her head while sucking in her gut and leaning backward. Mary's swing missed. She tried to move forward and swing again, but Shiano's hand held her body in place. No matter how fast she swung her sword, she could not get a single hit on her target. She panted and ceased attacking for a moment. Her body was fatigued from the failed attempts to slay the enemy before her. Shiano pushed the angel back and turned to ask her friends. So guys, what did you want for lunch? Kale and Tara stared at Shiano in uncertainty. They asked if they should be worried about the angel in front of them. Shiano laughed and asked, If she's an angel then where's her halo? The two realized the little blonde did not have a halo. Shiano then added, If she really was an angel then how is it that she lost to me so easily? She's not a threat. She's already panting heavily. The three walked away but Kale and Tara kept their eye on the mysterious blonde. She was still panting. Kale felt it was peculiar how she reminded him of his sister, Jessica. She was blonde and small like her. He shrugged it off when he noticed Shiano and Tara walking away without him. When he caught up he heard Tara ask, Sushi? That sounds good right now. Kale commented, Sushi? What's that? Oh, you'll just love it. There's a Japanese restaurant close by. Let's go there. As they walked away, Mary cried out. Hey! Wait, come back here! It was no use. This devil was very powerful. Perhaps a head on assault was not the best option. Maybe she could persuade the human followers to stray away from her. Mary followed the three while keeping her distance as to not be detected. 
she eventually followed them to a restaurant with many different fish dishes. She stared in amazement at the display and completely lost her focus on the mission. A woman approached her and asked, Hi, for how many? I want all of them. Uh, no how many in your party? I'm having a party? Uh, no ma'am. Are you eating alone? Yes. Mary followed the woman to a table. The environment was very unique to her. She had never seen a setting so foreign yet elegant. The waiter came by to ask her what she wanted. She pointed to everything. He asked if she was sure and she cheerfully replied, Yes. Luckily for the restaurant, they did not have a large variety of dishes. The waiter took the menu and walked away with an astounded expression. Mary looked over across the room to see her target and two followers. She then remembered what she was doing here in the first place. They appeared harmless, but she knew better. Her training had taught her many lessons. She spent several minutes keeping an eye on the three. This was her very first mission with no comfort to fall back on should she fail. She was now focused on her mission again. Oh wow! The waiter returned with some of the different dishes Mary ordered. Her table was filled with plates. Enjoy, ma'am. We'll bring out the rest when you finish. And just like that, Mary lost focus of her mission again. Across the room, Kale, Shano, and Tara looked over in amazement. For a small girl, she could eat a lot. Plate after plate, this angel ate like there was no tomorrow. Some people within her proximity were feeling sick just watching her gobble everything down. Shano found her sense of stealth to be pathetic. She knew this woman was following them. In her opinion, even a child could be more discreet than her. The three finished up around the same time Mary did. They got their bill and paid. Kale looked over to see the angel getting scolded by the waiter. As they walked towards the exit they could not help but overhear what was happening. So you mean to tell me that you ate here not expecting to pay single cent? Sir, please calm down. I did nothing wrong. Kale could see Mary did not understand what the waiter was talking about. He wanted payment, and she had nothing to give. He raised his voice and tears were beginning to form on the angel's face. This scenario reminded him of his sister when they were children. Jessica broke a vase when she was very young and their father began to yell at her. She did not understand why she was in trouble, but she began to cry. Mary's watery eyes and this memory strengthened her resemblance to Jessica. Cale felt this sudden impulse to step in and pay for the angel. He could not stand by and watch the little blonde cry. You ate all that food and aren't paying? You little by dash. Excuse me, sir. How much is the lady's bill? You wanna pay? It's $254.19. Kale took the bill to pay for it. The cashier took his card and swiped it. She let him know the card did not go through. He asked her to try again, but got no results. Odd. Well, if he could not pay with card then maybe he could do something else. He turned to Shay and asked, Hey Shay, can you? Shano crossed her arms and pouted. You want me to help her? Why should I? Shano could see the desperate look in Kale's eyes. He wanted to help this girl. She did not understand why he wanted her to help this little bitch. Tara was unsure of how to react. To get a better understanding of why Kale was being this way, Shano put her hands on his face. 
she immediately saw who it was Kale thought Mary had a strong resemblance to. Knowing Jessica was a touchy topic, she sighed and agreed. Luckily for them, it was away from everyone else's eyes. The cashier smiled as she restated the bill. Shanna waved her hand and said, We already paid for the woman's food. You already paid for the woman's food. The three left, and Mary still had some eyes staring at her. She left in embarrassment and continued in her pursuit. Why would a devil and her followers help her out like that? She was an angel, her archenemy. No longer caring about being seen, Mary caught up to thank the three. The male follower smiled and said, You're welcome. Try to stay out of trouble, will you? Mary remained quiet. This had to be a trick. Maybe they were trying to gain her trust and then stab her in the back. Then again, this man was human. It could be possible he was fighting the urge to do evil. There may still be some good in his heart. Sir, please, please repent and reject the evil lies this devil planted in your head. Uh, what? Let's just go, Kale. This bitch is crazy. The three walked away from Mary a second time. He looked back at her and said, See ya. She watched as the man, woman, and devil got into a car and drove away. She had failed her very first mission. It would not look good on her part, but most of all, she failed this man who potentially could break away from wrongdoings. No. I can't give up on him. Mary spread her feathered wings and flew. If there was even a chance to save this man's soul, she would do it. She followed the car all the way to a mansion. They got out and she landed on their front yard. Stop right there. She used her magic to summon a golden bow with a golden arrow. I'm gonna save this man from you and I'm not leaving until you give him to me. Shano gave a look of extreme irritation. This angel was becoming more than a thorn in her side. Mary aimed her bow, readying her arrow. All she needed to do now was release. Look, I was going easy on you because I just can't take you seriously. If you keep doing this then I will kill you. Shiano could see Mary shaking in fear. This angel was weak-willed. She smiled and dared. Go ahead, shoot. Mary was unsure if she had the strength to release her arrow. She took a deep breath and shot it. Shiano took a step to the side and it missed her. She then heard a thud behind her and could see disbelief in the angel's eyes. She looked back to see the arrow hit Kale in the neck. He was lying there on the ground bleeding out. Shiano and Tara quickly kneeled down next to him. Mary dropped her bow, still incredulous to what she just did. Tara yelled to Shiano, We have to call an ambulance. No, all I need to do is a ritual. What are you gonna do? Just let me concentrate. Go get some cloth to wipe off the blood. Tara ran to the bathroom quickly and grabbed the nearest towel. She ran back out and held it for Shiano who was chanting in Latin. She had a fancy-looking dagger in her hand which she most likely conjured with her magic. She made a deep cut into her forearm. She dropped the blade and used her hand to open Kale's mouth. Her blood dripped in as she chanted more intensely. Right when Shiano finished chanting, a warm gust of wind erupted from Kale's body. Shiano pulled out the arrow and Tara witnessed his wound closing up. Within seconds, Kale's injury was nowhere to be found and he opened his eyes while inhaling deeply through his mouth. Both girls hugged him immediately once he sat up. As they embraced him together they cried heavily. 
Mary fell to her knees, still in disbelief to the fact that she almost killed a human. It was forbidden to harm one. Even though he was going to live, there would be severe consequences for this. Light shined upon Mary and her superior appeared before her. Mary! There you are! I've been looking all over for you! Daniel, I did something bad, what? Both angels suddenly heard the sound of a sword being unsheathed. They looked to see Shiano pointing a black devilish sword at them. Daniel unsheathed his sword and prepared himself for a fight. He noticed the devil in tears. A devil crying? How was that possible? She obviously had a devil's blade in her hand and he could sense she was one. But how was she able to express emotion? Stand down, devil. I have no quarrel with you unless you provoke me. Daniel, it's my fault. Mary, what do you keep babbling about? I, I harmed a human. You what? Mary knew her superior got a better understanding the moment he saw the bloody man behind the devil. He said weakly, Shay, please don't fight. He began to cough and the devil woman let her sword disappear. Her angry expression turned to that of worry. For a devil she acted very human. She told the man, Don't push yourself too hard, you still haven't healed completely. Daniel put his sword back in his sheath and asked Mary if that was the human she harmed. She admitted it was him and looked to the ground in shame. Mary, you're not even a full-fledged angel and you attempted the duty of one. As a result, you harmed a human. You know your punishment, right? Yes. The two flew away and Shanna watched them keenly to make sure they did not return. Kale regained enough strength to stand up, but he stumbled the moment he took his first step. Tara and Shano helped him to stand up straight and took him inside. After a few minutes he eventually was able to stand on his own. Both girls were relieved. Tara sat down and rested on the couch, but Shano stayed standing with a worried look. Kale asked, What's wrong, Shay? Shano began to tear as she explained the ritual she performed was forbidden to do. The only one this ritual was meant for was the Dark Lord. Every devil was taught this since day one in order to use it for saving their leader. If he were to be mortally wounded, then this spell would undo it at the price of the wielder's life. She could only guess that Kale being human was the reason why she did not die from this ritual. It was taboo to use such power for anyone else. Kale hugged Shano and thanked her for saving his life. She hugged him back tightly and Tara joined in. To end with a positive note, she said, It's all right. I didn't die from casting the spell, but more importantly you didn't die. Although this relieved Kale and Tara, Shano knew this guaranteed her to never return to hell. The punishment for this was death. Not reporting back required punishment with some beatings or something to that equivalent, but this? This required execution as punishment. Despite this fact of never returning to hell, Shano hugged Kale and Tara tighter knowing hell was no longer her home. Her home was here with the two people she cared for the most. Chapter 15 Kale woke up to a bright peaceful morning. To his right lied Shano clinging to him. To his left, Tara was her mirror. He tried to get out of bed without waking his two ladies and succeeded. Yesterday was a crazy day. He almost died and that was a wake-up call. Everything he had he took for granted. From now on, he would cherish things more. Going into the bathroom, 
he looked into the mirror and saw something very strange. His face was normal, but there was something about his eyes. They began to glow red. Leaning forward, he tried to get a better inspection. For a brief second, he could have sworn he saw fire in his eyes. He gasped and moved away from the mirror. Something's wrong. Something's definitely wrong. Kale ran out to the living room while feeling heat course through him. This scared him and he leaned onto the arm of his couch. This caused the other side to fly up. He panicked and quickly moved to the other side. Fortunately, he caught the couch before it banged on the floor. Something was off about the couch's weight. He questioned in his head, did the couch get lighter? The couch felt as light as a feather. Kale put it down and went to the fridge to get some orange juice. He pulled out the carton and unscrewed the cap. It came off and ended up falling to the floor and rolling under the dining table. Fuck. He quickly blurted. Bending over and searching was not working. Maybe moving the table would work. The table was made of sturdy heavy wood. He used both hands to apply a firm amount of force to lift it. However, that firm amount caused the table to flip upside down. What the fuck? Kale bent down and flipped the table back up. It felt as light as a thin board of wood. In his peripherals he noticed his two special ladies approaching. He quickly grabbed the table to put it back in place. Shano asked, Kale, why are you making so much noise this early dash? Both girls were quiet for some reason. They were staring at him. Kale looked to his hand to see it holding the table with ease. He quickly exclaimed, I don't know what's happening. The three sat down to discuss the matter. All of them agreed there was only one plausible explanation. It was Shiano's spell. He drank her blood and that must have done something to his body. He had super strength, and who knows what else. As they talked, Kale noticed someone outside. He got up and opened the door to check. It was the angel, Mary. She appeared very nervous as she said, I'm, I'm sorry. She looked to the ground. Please, please forgive me. Forgive? I'll fucking kill you, you little bitch. Shiano exclaimed from behind. Shiano lunged forward and tackled Mary. She begged to be released while continuing to apologize. Tara joined in and the two soon held her down with her lying on her gut. Shiano held out her hand and flames appeared. It formed into the black sword she had yesterday. The sheath came off on its own. She smiled wickedly while asking, Tell me, would you like to lose your right wing first or your left? What? No. Please. Please not my wings. They're all I have left. Mary began to cry heavily. Please, I came to ask for forgiveness. Shut up, you bitch. Time to lose your wings. No, please. I can't be an angel. I have to stay here in the human world forever as punishment. Shiana lowered her sword in curiosity. Because I harmed a human, I'm not allowed to finish my training and become a full angel. I'm stuck here now. I have to live here for the remainder of my life as something that isn't a real angel. Shay, put the sword down. Kale said sternly. You better be joking. I'm not. She almost killed you. Put it away and leave her alone. You too, Tara. Shiano grunted and reluctantly let her sword disappear into flames. Tara got off with much reluctance as well. 
The two quickly rushed over to Kale just in case if the angel tried anything funny. She got up into a kneeling position while still crying. Kale walked over to her with both girls trying to stop him. He kneeled down so he was more leveled with her. Is all that true? Mary could only cry for a response, so he asked again. Mary, is it true that you're stuck here forever? That you have nowhere to go? Mary could only cry and nod her head. She was too afraid to look Kale in the eyes. He helped her to her feet and told her she could stay with them for the time being. Perplexed, she asked. Why? He calmly responded. Because it's the right thing to do. She felt this man really did have a good heart. And to think she almost killed him. She truly did deserve her punishment. So much good in his heart to not only forgive, but to offer a place to stay. On a subconscious level, Kale helped her due to her resemblance to Jessica. Throwing her out felt like throwing out his sister. He could not do that. Wait just a minute. I refuse to live under the same roof as this bitch. Shano exclaimed. Shay. Me too. Tara joined. Not you too, Tara. Kale, be smart. What if she tries to kill you again? I won't. I'm not taking any chances. I should just kill you right now. You think she's gonna kill me? Then why don't you check her? Gladly. Shiano reached for Mary's face and she froze in fear. She asked, What are you gonna do? Just shut the fuck up and keep still. Mary squealed in panic as she felt Shiano's hands touch her cheeks. Nothing happened. There was no uncomfortable feeling or pain. For Shiano, she saw strong emotions of guilt and sadness. This girl did come here to apologize and beg for forgiveness. She had a pure heart and had made a mistake she could not undo. The only sin she had within her was loving food which was not even close to borderline glutton in her opinion. However, through her memories, she could see the angels were ridiculously strict. Everything was sinful to them apparently. Oh how I pity you. Shiano snickered in her head. So, is she clean? Tara asked. Shiano was about to lie until Kale pled. Shay, please don't lie to us. She was quiet now. She did not want to lie to Kale and betray his trust like how Jane did. It was a setting which was impossible to win. This angel really did have no ill will towards Kale. She no longer wished harm to her as well. However, she could not get over the fact that this angel almost killed Kale. All three waited for Shiano's answer. Before giving an answer, Mary got to her knees and exclaimed, I promise to serve you all in whatever way I can. I have many things, but I'm good at healing and protective magic. Mary's words were driven by both guilt and appreciation of Kale's kindness. He gave her a genuine smile. Tara asked Shano again if the angel was a threat. She again remained quiet and Kale already knew the answer. Shano felt helpless. Mary's resemblance to Jessica was stunning and she supposed it was Kale's guilt for not being a better brother. She saw through his memories that he had a big fight with her. Before he could apologize to her, she died. Kale knew it was not Jessica he was letting into their home, but on a subconscious level, he wished it was. Although Tara did not have Shiano's mind-reading ability, she could sense it. Both girls submitted to Kale's wishes, for now, knowing how touchy the subject of Jessica was. Kale helped Mary up and said, Let's be officially introduced. I'm Kale. 
That's Shay and that's Tara. Hi, I'm Mary. Both girls gave Mary an unwelcoming look. The four went inside the house with Mary staying close to Kale due to fear of being left alone with Shayano or Tara. They kept their eyes on her and made the atmosphere very hostile. Once Kale finished giving a tour of his home he apologized. Sorry, but I only have my couch to give you as a place to sleep. We need to go out and get a new bed for guests. It's okay. Thank you so much. Throughout the day, Mary was unhappy. She no longer had purpose and was living in a house with two women who would gladly take her life. It was only Kale who gave her a welcoming attitude. That man was also the only reason why she was still alive. If not for him, then she would most likely be incinerated by the devil and human female. The human world truly was a terrible and cold place. The only warming thing that existed was Kale's friendly smile. He smiled at how sweet and innocent she was. However, this did not prevent Mary from being on edge. She constantly feared for her life. When it was night she could hear Kale and Shano arguing about her. They kept mentioning some woman named Jessica. She was not sure of who that was, but what she was sure of was the guilt she felt. She felt guilty for being here and causing Kale to fight with his friends. She had almost killed him and was now being trouble for him. After the arguing stopped, Mary heard a door slam. She figured it would be best to leave. Sneaking to the front door, she made it without a sound. She turned the knob and opened the door. Mary? Kale called to her. She turned to see him giving a puzzled look. She told him she was leaving so she did not have to cause any more trouble. He immediately pled for her not to leave. Soon enough, now they were arguing. However, this argument was much more civil. Kale kept asserting it was okay to stay while Mary kept insisting on leaving. Please, there's no place for me here. This world is for humans, not angels. Don't give me that Mary. Shay's not human and she's fit and perfectly. I just don't belong here. Please don't say that. Why are you so nice? Humans aren't supposed to be like this. What? Mary went on about how angels were on one side of a spectrum while devils were the other. She was taught that humans were right in the middle. Unlike angels and devils, humans had the freedom to move around in that spectrum. They could be as evil as devils, as good as angels, stay in the midway point, or somewhere in between any of those points. She then went on about how this affected the dynamic of the three worlds. Her world, the celestial world, was one side. The devil world, or underworld as she called it, was the other side. The human world was kept at a balance. She eventually went off topic about how she envied humans. You're just so lucky. We angels are born with flaws and are immediately corrected. We strive for this to become full angels. Mary started to tear. Her primary flaw was gluttony. She loved to eat delicious foods. Kale knew her talk about humans, devils, and angels was her way of trying to let out her frustration. He quickly walked up to her and gave her a hug. If there was one thing that makes any man uncomfortable, it's a woman's tears. He wanted Mary to stop crying, but he knew that was almost impossible. She had been through a lot. While embracing her, he tried to think of something that would make her feel better. You know, humans don't have the perfect life either. We do have the freedom to choose our ethics, but because of that we always fight with each other. 
People go to war with one another just because they have different beliefs. We label those who are different in values as evil. I envy you. You guys don't fight over stuff like that. Be thankful that you don't have to fight your fellow angels like the way humans do with each other. Mary stopped crying. The man who was hugging her was not only compassionate, but wise as well. Those wise words were like the words of an archangel. A human as wise as a higher up. She hugged Kale back after he closed the front door. He walked her to the couch and told her to get some rest. She lied down and quickly went to sleep. Her emotional state was very unstable and rest was what her body needed right now. Making his way back to the room, Kale saw Shano standing outside the door. She looked away from his eyes, ashamed of herself. She apologized about the argument they had earlier. He apologized as well. He knew she was right. She argued that Mary was not Jessica. He finally realized her resemblance was what caused him to be so impulsive to help. However, he could not throw her out right after telling her it was okay to stay. That was worse than just saying no. Tara stood behind Shano remaining quiet. She was not sure what to say. She did not have a fight with Kale like Shano nor did she participate in their argument. The three went back into the room. Kale was ready to sleep, but Shiano could not rest until she got her well-deserved punishment. She was supposed to be his loyal girlfriend yet she fought against his wish to have Mary here. When he sat on the bed, she knelt before him begging. Please punish me. It's fine, Shay. Shiano kept pressing at the matter until Kale finally gave up. He was too tired for this. He finally asked what she wanted as punishment. She told him he was the one to decide. All right, turn around. Okay. Shiano's ass was in view. Kale held his hand up, ready to spank it. Tara felt a tingle in her groin when she saw this. However, he did not slap her ass hard. He just gave it a couple of gentle taps and lied down on the bed. No. More. All is forgiven, Shay. No. I was bad. The two continued on with Tara standing there doing nothing. She was unsure of how to alleviate the situation. Eventually, the two compromised. Shiano allowed Kale to sleep and he agreed to administer her punishment tomorrow. He was too tired right now to deal with the change in his household and his body. Once the talking in the room ceased, both his girls cuddled up with him. The mansion was now quiet with all four of its occupants fast asleep. Chapter 16 Kale woke up feeling recharged. Yesterday was quite tiring between getting used to the fact that he now had superhuman strength and persuading his two ladies to let the angel stay with them. He looked to Tara who was still sleeping. He gently kissed her forehead. Looking to Shiano, he could see her awake, having a nervous look on her face. I'm ready for my punishment. Kale tried to kiss her, but she moved away. No, I don't deserve to kiss you. I shouldn't even be allowed to sleep in the same bed dash. Stop it. Now you listen here. It's normal for a man and his woman to argue. Whether we fight over the last slice of devil's food cake or the decision to let an angel stay here, we still love each other. You're not some dog to me. You're my woman and you're special. You're my special someone that I love and respect. The same goes for Tara. You're so sweet. I don't deserve your kindness. Stop that. 
Look, this is the first argument out of many that we'll have. Like I said earlier, it's perfectly normal for us to argue. As long as we love each other and are happy, that's all that matters. I love you. I love you too. The two finally kissed. After their lips ceased contact, Shano requested. Can you still punish me though? It'll make me feel better. All right, but after Tara wakes up. I don't want to wake her while getting off the bed. I'm already awake, Tara said groggily. She got up to give Kale a kiss. Just get Shay's punishment over with already. The sooner you do this the better. Shayano got to her hands and knees with her ass pointed in Kale's direction. She let her pants dissipate into flame to expose her soft cheeks with her pussy below. He held his hand out and swatted her ass firmly. Hit harder. I deserve it. Smack. Ah. Sorry, was that too hard? More. Kale gave Shiano's right but cheek a couple of harder smacks. He noticed it getting red so he switched to the other cheek to equal things out. After he finished she still begged for more punishment. He gave a couple more, but she still wanted him to continue. It became apparent she was getting off to it. He spread her pussy to see just how wet it was. Tara was wet as well. She wanted what her best friend was having. Kale was getting aroused from the situation too. He moved his face to Shiano's pussy and took a whiff. Her aroused scent was turning him on even more. Okay, Shay, your punishment's over. Now let me kiss it and make it feel better. Kale put his nose between Shiano's cheeks and shoved his tongue in her pussy. He licked up whatever was inside and swallowed it. She let out a soft moan from the unexpected intrusion. Tara could no longer take it. She put her hand in her underwear to rub her clitoris. Watching Kale spank Shano and then eat her out was making her horny. Kale shoved his tongue in further to get more of Shiano's sweet nectar. Oh yes! Like that! Eat my pussy! As Kale tongue fucked Shiano he used his fingers to stimulate her clitoris. She arched her back and pushed her ass on his face. He gladly continued to stick his tongue inside. Her pussy created more of its leakage for him to eat. Tara began to finger her pussy. Her secretions were starting to get on her underwear but she did not care. The hot scene before her was all that mattered at the moment. Soon, Shiano was crying out as she climaxed with Kale's tongue in her pussy. After a couple of seconds of tensing her body, she lied down on her side and relaxed. Tara was close to climax, but she decided to refrain. Kale do me next! Tara turned around and got to her elbows and knees. Kale was so lost in the lustful passion he swatted without warning. This caused her to scream. He did not realize how hard he hit her ass until he looked at her cheek to find a red hand print. This worried him. Before he could ask her if she was okay, she yelled. Yes. Like that. Spank me some more. Smack. 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 Tara reached for her clitoris to start stroking it. The stinging sensation on her cheeks was causing her to lose control. Kale continued to spank her while she masturbated until he felt enough pain was inflicted. During this time, Shano recomposed herself from her orgasm. Tara opened her eyes to look back at Kale. He had his eyes glued to the beautiful sight of her red ass. Kale commented, Your ass is sore. It needs some healing. You know what I gotta do next, right? 
Tara nodded and closed her eyes. She resumed fingering her clitoris while waiting to feel Kale's tongue. There was a soft, wet sensation on her left butt cheek. His tongue made its way from the one cheek to the other. He then spread her cheeks wide open. This made Tara stroke her clitoris faster. She felt him blow cool air onto her tender asshole. She begged. Oh, Kale, please. Please don't tease me and lick my asshole. Kale's tongue hit Tara's asshole in an instant. His wet tongue already working in a circular motion. She cried out from his quick response to her plea. Wanting to see his face in her ass, she turned to watch. To her surprise, it was Shano rimming her. Kale was sitting there enjoying the show while stroking his cock. Shay, you tricked me. Let Kale do that. Kale replied to Tara saying, Don't worry Tara, I can still do this. He moved his body underneath her to get his mouth near her pussy. They were almost in a 69 position. Shiano continued to eat her best friend's ass without a word, figuring Kale's answer was more than satisfactory for a response to Tara. Before Tara could speak another word Kale moved her fingers from her clitoris and replaced them with his tongue. He licked at her swollen clitoris while sniffing her arousal. He watched as Tara's hungry asshole devoured Shiano's tongue. She worked it in with no other thought than to pleasure her. Tara grabbed Kale's cock right away to put it in her mouth. She forced it down her throat while she had two tongues pleasuring her front and back doors. Kale and Shiano would occasionally stop tonguing Tara to make out briefly. It was a joy to swap the taste of her pussy and ass. Soon, Tara was no longer able to hold on. When she warned the two they worked harder to make her come Tara came with Shiano's tongue shoved up her ass and Kale's mouth sucking on her clitoris. After a few orgasmic seconds, her climax was finished and she got off Kale. Both girls immediately went for his cock. Tara let Shano suck first since she just finished deep-throating him. She passed Kale a couple of pillows so his head was elevated. She wanted him to watch his cock get sucked. Shano stopped sucking to allow Tara a turn. She gladly put it back in her mouth while Shano went for his testicles. She fondled them gently until it was her turn to suck again. Once it was her turn she decided to change things up. She whispered her idea to Tara which made her smile. Kale was curious and excited for what they had in store for him. Shiano put his cock back in her mouth and then pulled out, then Tara took his whole length into hers. After leaving her mouth it went back into Shiano's. They continued this pattern until Kale felt he was ready to release. After warning them, they put both their mouths to the base of his cock. They made out with each other with his cock in the middle. Their tongues were playing a game of hide and seek with his shaft. As he felt himself getting closer to coming the two moved their mouths closer to his tip. He desperately moaned. Shay! Tara! Shiano grabbed Kale's cock and aimed it at Tara. She opened her mouth and he immediately started to shoot his cum into her mouth. Once the ejaculation was halfway through Tara grabbed it quickly to aim it at Shiano's mouth. She opened wide with her tongue out, ready for the second half. The rest of the squirts ended up going into her mouth. They released his cock after finishing. Both kept their mouths open for him to see his cum. They turned to each other to make out. Kale watched the hot scene of his two girls swapping his cum and each other's saliva. Their soft tongues rubbed and applied cum on each other making this display unforgettably sexy. Both swallowed when they were finished and turned to Kale. 
They opened their mouths to show him everything was gone. Outside, on the couch, Mary was horrified by what she heard. There was an orgy happening under the same roof as her. This tarnished Kale's image a bit in her eyes. To actually participate in an orgy with two women? How sinful. What worried her a bit was the funny feeling her body was experiencing. Her body felt very hot, and her mind was curious about what they were doing in that room explicitly. She put a pillow over her head and ignored the wet feeling between her legs. The members of this household were lost in such inappropriate behavior. There was no way she was going to be like them. It was not until a couple of days into Mary's stay at the mansion when things started to change. Kale got her a bed and she now slept in a private room. One fateful night, the three decided to jam music in the house, feeling too lazy to record at the studio. Mary heard them from her room and went out to check. She walked in on them playing a soft tune. Kale and Shiano were strumming their acoustic guitars. Tara sat this one out, feeling drums were not needed for this yet. The two guitarists played a nice chord progression that made Mary want to sing. Without really thinking, she began to sing to the music. The guitars stopped with all three looking at her. She tensed up and quickly apologized for joining in without asking. As she turned around to leave, Kale got up. Hey, wait! Mary! Mary turned around to face Kale. Your voice! It's beautiful! It, it is? Please come back and sing for us. We'll play music and you sing to it. Is that all right? Only if Shay and Tara are okay with it. Mary walked back with Kale. He begged the two for her to join. They looked away and were quiet. Tara felt sorry for Mary deep down. She had resentment towards her, but the girl was basically disowned and not allowed to return home, ever. Thinking about Kale's tolerance of the angel, Tara was the first to allow her to join their band practice. She did have a good voice. Why not add it to the music? It may actually improve it. Shiana looked at Tara in surprise. Not wanting to be the bad guy, she quickly agreed. This made Mary feel a little less uncomfortable. It was only Kale who seemed enthusiastic about the idea of her joining the jam session. Kale started off with a basic chord progression in the key of G major. Mary did not understand music theory, but she could easily sing in key with whatever was being played. There was a lot of music back in the celestial world. Tara found her voice to be mesmerizing. Kale did as well. He soon found himself lost in her voice while he continued to strum his chords. Shiano pouted as she looked away. She had to admit, the angel did have a nice voice, but she still did not like her. Mary sang for the rest of the night. Kale played his guitar and Tara eventually joined in. Not wanting to be left out, Shiano joined as well, but she made an effort to avoid the angel when she could. As the band practice came to a close, Mary felt she made progress. She bonded with Kale and somewhat with Tara. Perhaps she would lighten up to her. Shiano, however, was still very cold towards her. Things were starting to get better overall, though. Chapter 17 Shiano could sense the presence of another devil nearby. They were getting closer. Her magical barrier could only do so much to hide her from her former co-workers. She paced in the bedroom while thinking of a way to throw them off her trail. It then hit her. The angel! Devils wouldn't think to find me near the scent of one. 
Perhaps an angel's presence would throw off her pursuers. Maybe she was good for something after all. If Kale were to bond with her and become close then she would not want to leave. She could stay and help repulse any other devils away. It was okay if she developed feelings for Kale. She did not mind sharing him after all. Besides, little Miss Goody Two-Shoes would have no clue on what to do with his cock if she had it in her hands. She probably did not even know what a cock was even if it smacked her in the face. There was no way that Angel would outdo her in pleasuring her man. Kale walked into Cicciano's pacing. Babe? What's wrong? Uh, well, I was thinking. You should hang out with Mary today and have her get more acquainted with the human world. You two can bond while she learns more about this world, just like me when I started living here. You think so? It's fine. I have no problem with it. Go out and take her honey. Shay, that's very considerate. I'm proud of you. Shano put on a big smile. Proud. Her man was proud of her. It made her feel good to hear those words. Although she felt happy, another part of her felt guilty. If he was more of a cynical person, then there was no way she could have succeeded in her deception. She was withholding information, an action that was considered lying if done to the Dark Lord. Kale was more important than him in Giano's eyes, making this more painful to do. It was a grave sin, but she felt it was best to not bring it up. Kale was already going through a lot. She did not want to put more on him telling him other devils are looking for her. She made this excuse up to make herself feel better. Kale decided to take up the advice Shano gave him. It relieved him to know she was starting to lighten up to Mary. Today would be a good day to take Mary out and introduce her to things in the human world. It was sunny and not too hot. He knocked on her door and she let him know to come in. She appeared to have just woken up. Good morning. Oh hey. Um, good morning. Mary greeted Kale awkwardly due to this unexplainable nervous feeling she was having. He made her very anxious. It was a different nervous feeling than the one she felt when around Shano or Tara. She found it ironic since he was the one who was always kind to her. You want to go out with me into town? I was thinking of showing you around the human world. You can experience it and I can answer any questions you have. Really? Sure. Success. Mary was on board. The two got ready and were out the door after a few minutes. Before getting into his car, Kale turned to Mary. She still had her wings out. Okay. First rule, don't show your wings out in public. But I'm a proud angel or half. Mary's sad expression made it obvious she was thinking about her situation in this world. Kale explained to her about how showing off her wings would make people stare if not cause a panic. She did not fully understand, but submitted to his wishes. She let her wings shrink and disappear. Looking at her now, there were no indications she was not human. She looked like a very classy blonde in a dirted white gown. Which reminded him. We should probably get you new clothes so you can blend in better. Mary only had a couple of white gowns she would switch between during the past few days in the human world. She wanted to protest, but if it was what he wanted, then she had no right to protest. He understood this world better than her. Kale unlocked his car and she got in with him. The two were on the road with Mary playing with the button for the car window. Kale found this to be very cute. She reminded him of Jessica again. 
She used to do that when they were both kids. Their parents would scold her. He chuckled as he looked towards the road. Mary then stuck her head out the window, enjoying the feeling of her hair being blown back. It was much like flying with the wind hitting her face. Now she reminds me of the dog. Their first stop was a place for clothes. The clerk was helpful and friendly. She asked Mary what she liked to wear. Her reply was the gown. Kale explained that she was in a medieval play just like how he did with Shiano. He requested something casual. The clerk quickly picked out a few clothes and passed it to Mary. She pointed to where the changing rooms were, and they swiftly made their way to them. Mary was confused on what she had to do. Kale did his best to explain what a changing room was. She went inside while he waited outside. After a couple of minutes of waiting, Mary asked from behind, Is it okay? Kale turned to see Mary still wearing her gown with the blouse on top of it. The bottom half of the clothing was most likely under the gown. He started to laugh and she became defensive, asking what was so funny. It's nothing, you're just so cute. You have to remove the gown and then put the clothes on. But then I'll be in my undergarments. Yeah, that's why there's changing rooms. So you're not exposed to everyone. Mary went back in, not wanting to look like a fool again. Her face was dark red. She was embarrassed seeing Kale laugh at her like that. It was not as if he was trying to be mean, but it did not help. However, what really got her attention was him calling her cute. As she removed the clothes in her gown, she looked at her body in the mirror. So this is cute, she thought to herself. Her B-cup was firmly held by white cloth wrapped around her chest. Her underwear was white as well, the color symbolizing her purity. She put the casual clothing on and inspected. Well, it's different, but it's not indecent. She thought. The moment she stepped outside Kale turned to give her a positive response. He said she looked great and that the clothes really suited her. She blushed and smiled at his compliments. He advised her to try the other sets of clothing. Again, she was met with compliments. It was decided he would buy her all the clothes the clerk gave them. Mary started walking out, but Kale grabbed her by the hand and told her not to leave. He explained the concept of money to her. Clothes, food, and everything else required money. It all now made sense why she was in trouble at the restaurant. As he paid for her clothing she thanked him. He was her savior, a wise man, a compassionate person, and now he was buying her stuff with money. Leaving the store she begged. Kale, please ask me for something. Anything. I owe you so much. Patting her head, he responded. You owe me nothing. Come on, let's go to the park. The park? Kale explained what a park was while he drove. Mary thought of it as a pasture from the way he described it. The moment they got there she was awestruck. Beautiful plants with a wonderful pond in the center. Benches for sitting and happy people doing several activities. Someone's dog came up to her with its tail wagging. It scared Mary and she greeted it. Oh, hello. She held out her hand and it licked her. Hee hee, that tickles. Kale was glad to see Mary smiling. The dog's owner quickly called it over and it ran back. The owner apologized for his dog harassing them and Kale gave him a smile telling him it was okay. Mary turned to Kale and asked, What was that thing? You don't know what a dog is. A dog? Kale did his best to explain just how wonderful dogs were. 
Mary did her best to listen and enjoyed his description. After he finished, he looked to see a hot dog stand nearby. Speaking of dog, he joked in his head. He walked over with Mary following him. The man selling the hot dogs gave them a friendly smile. Kale ordered two. Mary quickly asked with worry, Is it made from real dog? Oh no, it's just a name. Your wife is very humorous, sir. Oh no, she's weary not married. Oh, your girlfriend then. Kale decided to just smile back and let him believe Mary was his girlfriend. It was less complicated than trying to make up a story. He paid for the food and passed one to Mary. She again asked if it was made from dogs. He smiled while calling her cute again. He told her it was not and to just try it. Taking the first bite she already felt like crying. This is so good. Mary quickly devoured the hot dog until nothing was left. She almost ate the napkin along with it. Kale could not help but smile at the adorable angel before him. It was too bad she and Shano were not on good terms. He already found something they both had in common. After finishing half of his hot dog, he offered the other half. Oh no, but it's yours. Here. I know you like it. I've had a million of these. You ate one million of these? You eat a lot. I don't mean in one sitting. I meant over time. Mary was so quirky, but Kale found it to be charming. He walked around the park with her, getting to know her better. She had a pure heart, and he better not do anything that may corrupt her. This made her resemble Jessica more so, strengthening his urge to protect her. It also gave him an idea of what to do next. He and Jessica would always lie on the ground to look up to the sky. They would look at the clouds and try to pick out what each one looked like. Soon enough, he and Mary were lying next to each other on the grass under a tree. There was no one in that specific area of the park so it was nice and quiet. That one looks like an elephant. Like a what? An elephant, you know. Mary was confused. Kale forgot she was not from this world. He quickly told her it was an animal they had here in the human world. When it was Mary's turn, she pointed to a cloud and said it looked like a bird flying. At least she knew some of the basic animals here. They must have birds back in the celestial world. As the game started to pick up they started to find things a lot quicker, calling things left and right until there was nothing. Both looked around until there was a cloud with the shape of someone praying. It looked as if the silhouette of the person had wings as well. They both called out. It's an angel praying! Both started to laugh knowing the other was just as competitive. When the laughing started to die down Kale looked to Mary to see her face giving off a sad expression. Before saying anything to her she said, I miss home. I know. It sounds like a wonderful place. It's okay. Mary's eyes started to water. There's nothing I can do about it now. Mary, I'm here for you. If there's anything you need then just let me know. Thank you. You're welcome. Now let's get back. Why don't I get something for you? You like sweets? Yes. I love sweets. Kale was happy to see Mary cheer up from the mention of sweets. He stopped at the closest bakery. In the same fashion as Shano, Kale let Mary decide what she wanted. She looked around in amazement, wanting to try everything. Something caught her eye though. Angel's food cake the label read. Mary immediately chose that one.
Kale smiled and thought to himself, Why am I not surprised? He quickly purchased two servings and sat down. Mary took her first bite and dropped her fork. Kale was expecting this thinking, Where have I seen that look before? Like the hot dog, Mary finished the cake in seconds. Kale knew what he had to do. He only took one bite and slid his plate to Mary. She was so possessed by the delicious taste she did not ask if it was okay to eat. She went straight for the cake, devouring it as if there were a time limit. He did not mind though, today was the first time he really saw her enjoying herself. After she finished, she realized what she had done. I'm so sorry. I ate your cake without asking. No, no. It's fine. I don't need any more. You sure? Yes. Mary's mind was telling her no more, but her stomach was telling her the opposite. Kale checked to see if he could order a whole cake, but the bakery was unfortunately out of stock for the time being. This was just a minor setback. He could make some at the house. The two left, heading back home. Kale parked and opened the front door to find Tara playing a video game. You got a Nintendo near you? Oh, hee hee, surprise. Kale quickly walked over to try it out. It was surprising he never bought a video game console after getting so much money. He supposed it was due to all that had happened recently. Like Terra, his first video game experience was on the Super Nintendo. He had many fond memories. Terra explained how the controllers worked. This made him excited since the last time he held a video game controller was the late 90s. It was the Nintendo 69. Mary stayed at the door, uncertain of what to do until Kale called her over. She was nervous to be around Tara. When Tara turned to look at her she was actually calling her over. The three spent around an hour playing with the game console. Kale got so caught up in the fun he forgot to ask where Shiano was. She came out of the kitchen to announce lunch was ready. As the three were at the dining table, Mary stayed in the living room. Both Kale and Tara were calling her over to eat. Shiano tolerated Mary's presence since her best friend and lover wanted her at the table with them. During the late lunch, it was easy to notice Tara's change in attitude towards Mary. Their relationship was much more positive thanks to the video game council. After lunch was finished, Tara and Mary went back into the living room to play more video games and bond. Kale prepared some Angel's food cake and had it bake in the oven. While the cake baked Shiano, feeling a bit jealous, remarked, I see you've made some cake for your girlfriend and not me. She was so happy today. She had some of this at the bakery and couldn't stop saying how good it was. I just want her to stay like that. I'm sure spending time with Tara on the Nintendo will help tremendously. She most likely forgot about the cake. She and Tara are so wrapped around that little electronic game box. When was the last time you made me devil's food cake? Two days ago. Shano shut up right away realizing Kale was right. Shay, you're so cute when you're jealous. I'm not jealous. Shano pouted and turned away from Kale. It was a very playful fight she was setting up. It was really a game rather than a fight. The two waited around with Shiano constantly denying jealousy of Mary. When the cake finally finished, Kale took it out and let it cool. After a few minutes, he took it out of its bunt and cut it into pieces. Shiano quickly took a piece to see what Mary loved so much about this cake. This cake really isn't as good as devil's food. 
Kale could tell Shiano was trying to change the subject of jealousy by taking her emotions out on the cake through criticism. He called her out on that, and she cutely pouted, looking away from him. You are just too cute, Shay. You're worried she's gonna take your place as number one? Shiano pulled her pants down and spanked her ass while pointing it to Kale. Asserting the superiority of her attractiveness, she said, I'm not worried at all about that angel. He knew where she was going with this. She was not his number one for nothing. Lifting her up, he carried her from the kitchen to the bedroom. As he walked to the bedroom with haste he blurted to Tara and Mary, I made some cake okay gotta do something enjoy. Before the two looked back, Kale already shut the door with Shiano on the bed removing her clothes. Tara and Mary were too caught up in the video game to listen to Kale's quick words. The television was also too loud for them to hear the moans that soon came from the bedroom. Chapter 18 It had been a week since Mary moved in with the gang. She bonded with Kale and Tara. Kale was her love interest, and Tara was her gaming buddy. There was no hiding this from Shiano. She would have done something to give Mary a hard time, but she sensed two other devils nearby. Instead of hindering the relationship forming between Kale and Mary, she decided to boost it. It was either be found and taken back to hell or let Mary love Kale. Even if Kale did fall in love with her, she still knew nothing about sex and was too idealistic. The likelihood of being replaced as number one was essentially zero. She also found herself admitting, the little angel actually isn't that unpleasant to be around. Yes, Shano was starting to warm up to the woman with feathered wings. What influenced her to increase her tolerance was the band. Mary's angelic voice was changing the dynamic of their music in an extremely positive way. However, she still felt very uncomfortable with apologizing to the little angel. Saying sorry was not something in a devil's nature especially when it was an angel she had to say it to. It was only Kale and Tara she could find herself able to apologize to. Instead, she decided to have Tara bond with her first. The past few days flew by resulting in them becoming close. Tara was starting to think of Mary as a friend now. She could clearly tell she had feelings for Kale just like her and Shiano. Not minding the notion of sharing him, she started to tease Mary with the idea. She would cutely shy up when mentioning Kale in a romantic sense. What Tara quickly noticed was how much of a prude Mary was. The idea of kissing, in her opinion, should be reserved for marriage. An absurd notion. Not even the most conservative people she knew would agree with that. It was not surprising premarital sex was out of the question for Mary. When asked about masturbation, she was clueless. You've never masturbated? No, now please tell me what that word means. Tara was trying to think up a way to make Mary less uptight about sex. After much thought, she devised a perfect way to corrupt her angel friend. I'll be right back. When Tara returned, she held two vibrators in one hand. Mary asked what those were, but she was given no answer. All Tara did was tape them to the game controllers. She turned the vibrators on and gave one to Mary. Ah. Uh, why is it shaky? That's the challenge. We'll go one game. Let's see just how good your endurance is. Mary felt a competitive urge overcome her which caused her to ignore the controller's vibration. The game was a sport game they played earlier. She had won this game four times in a row against Tara. This would be easy. 
After several minutes of playing, it was Mary who was the victor. Tara admitted defeat and then suggested a new challenge. Feeling confident about herself, Mary accepted. She passed the controller from her left hand to her right. There was a strange sensation in her right hand that felt as if it was tired. It had to have been the vibrations. All right then, here's a new challenge. No hands. Tara put the controller between her legs and held the controller tightly against her groin. She turned her hips to move the controller around. Mary quickly followed but soon experienced a very funny feeling in her gut. She was not sure if she needed to urinate or do something, but what she did know was the sensation was new. As the game started she temporarily ignored this new feeling down below. However, this new feeling made it hard to concentrate during the game. The outcome for this challenge was Tara's victory. Mary removed the vibrating controller from her legs to sit on the couch. Her body was starting to feel very warm. Tara asked with concern. Mary? What's wrong? Are you okay? I'm, I'm fine I think. I just feel very strange, down there. It doesn't hurt does it? No, but it's just weird. Oh, I know what it is. It's the vibration. This is one of those things where it helps to practice. Here, do what I do. Tara sat next to her and put the controller right between her legs. Mary did her best to follow. Once she put the vibrating object between her legs, the funny sensation intensified. She told Tara the new feeling was back. Tara suggested moving it around. She made a demonstration of moving the vibrator up and down. Like this? Here. Let me show you. Tara put down her controller and took Mary's in her hand. She pressed it into Mary's groin and started to move it up and down. The motion rubbed her swollen clitoris. Being ignorant about sex, Mary failed to realize this as sexual stimulation. There was no explanation she had as to why her body was feeling very hot. Tara! Something's gonna happen! Tara ignored Mary knowing she was close to climax. She moved the controller faster, making Mary grab at the couch. She gasped aloud as she experienced her very first orgasm. Tara turned both vibrators off and asked Mary how she was feeling. Her body was sweaty and hot all over. She wanted to say she felt strange, but for some odd reason, she was actually feeling very relaxed and happy. It was as if she had no troubles in the world. Hello? Mary? Huh? What? I asked if you were okay. Oh, uh. Mary put on a big smile. Yeah. Tara wisely did not push the matter. She figured Mary would work this all out on her own. They went back to playing games without the vibrators. After they finished, she let Mary know she was welcome to use the vibrators for practice and training. Her only condition was that she put the vibrators away, out of sight from everyone else. Mary followed that request through without question and without even thinking out why she was asked that. When it was night, Mary was no longer interested in the Nintendo. Mary had sneaked out of her room while everyone was asleep. She had this unexplainable urge to use the vibrator. Picking it up, she attempted to figure out how to turn it on. She eventually twisted the cap on the bottom. It immediately started vibrating. Feeling very nervous, she moved it down to her groin. Something felt very wrong about this, but she wanted to feel that wonderful sensation again. 
She remembered Tara really rubbing it into her so she forced it between her legs. Upon contact she whimpered and let the vibrator do the rest. She started to pant lightly as the vibrating object stimulated her clitoris. That familiar feeling was approaching again. She started to squirm, being unable to handle the intense stimulation. Her panties were already wet from the leakage of her pussy. She was just seconds away from that amazing feeling. In 3-2- You know, it helps to think of someone you really care about. Mary turned to see Tara leaning over from behind the couch. She quickly removed the vibrator from between her legs and tried to turn it off. Being in a panic state, she failed to do it after three hastened attempts. She then put it under the couch and said, Tara, I thought you were asleep. I just forgot something. But thinking of someone will help encourage you to hold on longer. Think of them so you have motivation to last longer. Mary was too embarrassed to speak. She could not look Tara in the eyes. Her face was red with embarrassment. Tara walked away smiling, knowing her job was done. Soon, Mary was back to playing around with the vibrator. She did not want to be caught like that again, but her curiosity still got the better of her. Putting it back on her clitoris, she did as Tara advised and thought about Kale. Even though she knew he was having sex with Shiano and Tara, she still could not help but think about him. She really liked him. The thought of Kale made things worse, though. Her body was reaching that funny feeling faster, and she did not know why. She also could have sworn the room was getting hotter. She cried out as her body gave its natural reaction to the stimulation. Once her climax was finished, and the stimulation was starting to feel too strong, she turned the vibrator off. She soon passed out on the couch, enjoying the euphoric aftermath of her training. As weeks went by, Mary got habituated to masturbation, video games, and Angel's food cake. She and Kale were becoming close. Tara was practically her best friend thanks to the Nintendo. As for Shano, she made a lot of progress since the first day she lived in the mansion. Shano would acknowledge her and had smiled once while around her. Overall, Mary was starting to feel she had found a new home. She felt very accepted and free to express herself. Her love for video games and Angel's food cake was not something she felt the need to hide. However, playing around with the vibrator was something she never shared with Kale or Shiano. Tara only knew because she was caught. After giving Mary some time for getting used to masturbation, Tara hatched up an idea on how to corrupt Mary even further. She had the angel follow her to Kale's bedroom where she knew he and Shiano would be fooling around. They kept the video game console and television on so the two would think they were in the living room. Tara put her ear to the door to hear no talking or moaning from the other side. The two must have been in the shower. She pulled out a bobby pin and broke it in half. Mary watched her friend demonstrate her lock-picking skills. She had no idea why she was sneaking around with her. They were playing a game where two characters were kissing. She asked Tara what kissing was like and now they were here. Tara, something feels wrong about this. Mary whispered. Sure. You want to know more about kissing? I'm gonna have you watch how to do it properly. After a couple more seconds, Tara successfully unlocked the door. She peeked in to find Kale and Shano coming out of the shower. He held her from behind while they were both naked. Tara signaled for Mary to peek in with her. The moment she looked in she saw Shano and Kale's naked bodies. 
Before she could say anything, Tara put her hand over her mouth as to not be discovered. She whispered into Mary's ear, Just be quiet and watch. Mary remained silent as Tara removed her hand from her lips. She watched as Shano turned around to start kissing Kale. They held each other while letting their tongues dance. Even though this was the man she had feeling for doing something with another woman, she felt this urge to shove the vibrator between her legs so bad. The only sound she could hear were the two kissing, but then there was a buzzing sound next to her. She turned to see Tara holding a vibrator to her pussy while holding another one in her hand. She was giving it to Mary so it could go to proper use. Putting the vibrator on her clitoris, Mary moaned softly. Luckily, the two were too concentrated on each other to notice the door was cracked open. Mary was too lost in her lust to question why she and Tara were doing this. As she massaged her clitoris with the vibrator, Kale moved his lips to Shiano's neck. She moaned as he kissed it tenderly. She caressed his head while he moved down to her breasts. He took her nipple into his mouth and sucked while giving the occasional bite and tug. Mary could already feel herself reaching the end. Kale let Shiano's nipples free to move back up and kiss her. She said with lust in her eyes, Come on, honey, let's fuck. Kale lifted Shiano as she put her arms around him. He held her by her ass as he tried to put his cock inside her. Mary started to come the moment she saw Kale's cock sink in. She knew it was sinful, yet she still came. This was no longer kissing. If it was, then humans had a very sinful way of doing so. What frightened Mary was the fact that she liked what she was seeing. The more she looked, the less she wanted to turn away from it. This had to be stopped. She turned off the vibrator and was determined to leave. However, Tara grabbed her and put her hand over her mouth again. Look, Mary, I want you to watch. It's very educational. Mary's protests were hindered by Tara's covering hand. She knew she should not be watching this. She tried to get out, but Tara held her in place. Mary's struggles were futile. She had no choice but to watch Kale and Shiano's love session. He forced his cock into Shiano's pussy, making her cry out in pleasure. This sight was keeping Mary's body hot. It was so sinful to watch this, but she could not turn away. Her unexplainable compulsion to watch was taking over. The urge to use the vibrator had returned. Mary quickly turned it back on and put it to her clitoris again. Kale sat himself down onto the bed while still holding Shiano. She gave his upper body a push and he fell back. Once he was on his back she ground his cock as she moaned his name. The only thing Mary could see was Shiano's ass and Kale's testicles. His cock was hidden within her. Mary started to imagine it was her. How would that feel like? While captivated in the erotic show before her, Mary failed to realize Tara was sneaking her other hand into her underwear. This caused Mary to move the vibrator away in surprise. She tried to talk, but only small mumbles could be heard. Tara whispered, I bet you want that, don't you? Having that beautiful cock inside. Tara inserted two fingers into Mary's wet pussy. Just like this. Mary shook her head upon Tara's entry. The fingers started to move slowly as to be gentle. Mary did not know what exactly was going on, but she knew this had to be bad. There were fingers going inside of her pussy. It was sinful. It went against what she was taught. It had to be stopped. It felt so good. 
the gentle stimulation of her G-spot, the hot show before her, Tara's warm breath on her ear. As Mary felt Tara's hand move from her mouth to her breast, she whispered, Tara, please stop. Sure. You don't want them to catch us, do you? Please, Tara. Tara ignored Mary's pleas and continued to move her fingers. The pleasure intensified the moment Tara started to play with her nipples. It was strange. Being touched on the nipples was making this even better. Never in her life would Mary have thought about doing this. Her second orgasm was approaching fast. These new forms of stimulation were so overwhelming Mary's concerns with sinfulness were temporarily hidden away into the back of her mind. What mattered right now were the wonderful sensations. The more Tara pleasured Mary, the less she thought about how sinful it was. The less she thought about how sinful this was, the more she let Tara pleasure her. It was a cycle only Tara could break. Mary was now too weak to resist. Oh, Kale! Come inside me! Shano screamed. As Shano climaxed, so did Mary. She let out a moan as she felt a different type of orgasm now. Luckily, Shiano's moans covered Mary's. Tara slowed her fingers to a stop when Mary finished. Mary dropped to the floor after her climax was done. Kale and Shano heard the thump of Mary's body, no longer having Shiano's moans drowning out other sounds. They looked to the door to see it was closed. Tara had successfully closed the door and was now turning it. Whatever sound she made while closing the door was mistaken for the sound of the knob turning. Tara purposely jiggled the knob loudly to make the two think it was still locked. She asked in a demanding tone, Hey, why is this door locked? I got him all to myself. That's what you get for playing with that box and letting your guard down. Shay, I'm gonna open it. Just you wait. I know what you just did in there. I got him all to myself. Just try to open it. Tara cursed at Shano playfully and gave the two the impression she was going off to get a lock pick or key. She turned to Mary who stood up after regaining some of her energy. Kale told Shano to open the door, but Tara quickly informed them she would be back. She justified this with the excuse that she wanted to test her lock picking skills. Tara walked downstairs to the living room with Mary. Mary was burned out from her two consecutive orgasms and quickly went to sleep on the couch. Making her way back up, Tara pulled out the broken bobby pin from earlier and purposely made noise with the knob to trick the two into thinking she was picking the lock. After doing this for a few seconds she opened the door to find her best friend and man naked together. They were already starting round two. It's my turn, Shay. Just join in. You know me all too well, Tara said with a smile. Why don't you get that little prude up here so we can show her a thing or two? Shano joked. Tara asked Shano if she meant that, but she was given. I was only joking. As a response. Tara knew she and Kale had a positive relationship with Mary. It was obvious Shano was easing up on the angel if she was actually joking about having her join in for a foursome. Maybe the idea of Mary becoming number three was not such a ridiculous notion. Chapter 19 Mary spent the next few days masturbating with her fingers. After having her pussy fingered she could not go back to just clitoral stimulation. There needed to be finger action to go with it. She was ashamed to admit it, but this was fun. She knew it was sinful and actually tried to abstain, but no matter how much she tried she gave in.
It was much like a hunger than a craving. If her fellow angels were to see her now, she could not look them in the eyes. By each passing day, she became less angel in behavior, giving in to food and masturbation. The more time she spent in this world, the more she blended in with humans. If given the opportunity to return home, she may actually choose to stay, the pleasures here were too good to give up. She embraced this new lifestyle and was not ashamed of any of it, except the masturbation. As much of an open person she was, this would be the only thing she would take to the grave with her. Kale must never know she dash. Oh shit! I'm sorry Mary, I didn't mean to look. Kale got out of bed in the middle of the night to get some water. He was making his way to the kitchen through the living room where he just caught Mary masturbating with a vibrator. She quickly replied, Oh no, Kale, I, I, it, this isn't what you think it is. It's training. Kale ran away to the kitchen, feeling uncomfortable. It was not as if he had any problems with what Mary was doing. He just did not expect to find her doing this while passing the living room. She quickly ran after him, panicking in her head, No. 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 He saw me. Now he'll think I'm some sick deranged pervert. I'm so stupid. I couldn't just wait a couple more seconds to do this in my room. Mary started to imagine just what would come out of Kale's mouth. Mary, I'm so disappointed. A pure girl like you doing such inappropriate things. I never want to see you again, Kale. No. Please don't go. Looking around, she quickly spotted him at the fridge. He was pulling out a bottle of water. She hurried to him so she could apologize. She went on and on about how she was not some sick freak, babbling nonsense about how it makes her better at the Nintendo through endurance. He respectfully let her finish making her points, even though they were repetitive. So you see? It was something to help me get better at the game. I'm not nasty or anything. Mary. Kale smiled while shaking his head. It was cute how she was trying so hard to cover up the fact that she was masturbating, something everyone has done before. What you did in there was very natural. You have nothing to be ashamed of. No. I wasn't doing anything perverse. To be honest, I'm happy you're doing that. It shows that you're comfortable here. Remember when you first came here? You were too scared to do anything. Now you're so comfortable that you do this while everyone's asleep. It killed me to see you so scared and sad the first few days you were here. Well, uh, good night. Kale started to leave the kitchen so he could get back to bed. However, Mary grabbed him by the wrist while looking to the ground. She took a deep breath, trying to find words. Moving her hands to his face, she looked to his eyes. Kale's heart was beating quicker than usual while Mary's was running a marathon. He felt how sweaty her hands were and could see how red her face was. When he looked into her eyes he could see her pupils were dilated. He never noticed how beautiful her blue eyes were. She moved her face in for a kiss, but stopped before their lips could touch. I don't know if I should do this. She thought. Kale put his arms around Mary which caused her to jump, not expecting his touch. He moved his face closer to finish for her. The instant their lips touched she felt those nervous feelings disappear. She was no longer kept in suspense. She was experiencing a kiss for the very first time. It felt nice, very warm and comforting. They moved their faces away and she quickly said, I want you to kiss me. 
Kale smiled at her and moved in for another kiss. They made out for a couple of minutes without any tongue. The moment they stopped Mary requested again. I want you to kiss me. Again? We already did it a lot. No, I want you to kiss me, like how you kiss Shay in your bedroom. Kale wondered how Mary knew about him and Shayano kissing in the bedroom. The curious thought left his head the moment she took his hand and guided it to her left breast. Her sense of indecency caught him off guard, but he did not complain. He started to fondle it as he moved in for another kiss. He figured she meant using tongue. What he did not know was she meant sex. His tongue moved forward, parting her lips gently. This made her open her eyes. She was not expecting him to probe her mouth. Her tongue remained in place, unsure of how to respond to his invading tongue. This was new and surprising, but it felt very nice. As Kale moved his tongue around inside Mary's mouth, he moved his hand away from her breast. He moved it below her blouse so he could snake his way to her nipples. While he did this, she let her hand travel down to her wet and waiting pussy. Kale pulled off Mary's blouse to expose the cloth wrapped around her chest. He felt around the wrap for where he could undo it. There was a knot between Mary's shoulder blades which he made quick work of. She blushed as he gazed upon her bare breast. Mary was a B-cup, but her breasts were very cute and firm. It suited her classy beauty very well. Before she could beg for him to put her nipple in his mouth he did so. The sensation was very new and exciting. It was much better than Tara's fingers. This feeling was more gentle and wet. The other nipple was played with by Kale's free hand. Unsure of how to act during this time, she decided to imitate Shiano by moaning. This made the atmosphere far more erotic. She instinctively started to pet his head. He found the sensation of her fingers running through his hair to be enjoyable. It was like her way of praising him for the nipple sucking. Kale, I love you. I love you too. Kale did have feelings for Mary, and it was obvious she had feelings back. Although these feelings were not at the stage of love, it was easy to see it had much potential to become that. Tara took initiative to give Kale the okay to add Mary on board as his third girlfriend. Shiano gave him the okay later on, but she was not as enthusiastic. It was true he saw Jessica in Mary initially, but now he saw Mary as Mary. Both Tara and Shiano made several valid points about how beneficial it would be to add the angel. It was a win-win situation for everyone. Were there any flaws to the setup? As for Mary, she had nowhere to go, loved the food here, and developed stronger feelings for Kale day by day. It was impossible for her not to fall for him. Oddly enough, she did not mind sharing Kale. If anything, it was Shiano and Tara sharing him with her, not the other way around. They both gave her the okay to be more than friends with him. Having a naive heart, she was clueless about breakups and betrayal when it came to romantic relationships. Not that Kale would ever hurt her intentionally. Kale lifted Mary and carried her to her bedroom. He laid her on her back and resumed assaulting her lips. They both closed their eyes while enjoying each other's touch. He moved his kisses to her chest and then to her stomach. She still had her pants on which he quickly removed. There were only her white panties left. As he pulled them away she moved her hands in front of her pussy to hide it. There was some last-minute resistance within her. It was embarrassing enough for her to expose her breasts, 
but now he wanted to see the most sacred and private part of her body, the place used for procreation and love. He was determined to be the very first person to see it. Mary, move your hand. I'm gonna do something for you. I'm embarrassed. There's nothing to be ashamed about. You're beautiful. I want to see every single part of you. Mary felt so flattered by those words, mainly because it was Kale who said it. She took a deep breath and moved her hands away. Kale saw her adorable blonde pubes. He sniffed it to take in her natural scent. Her feminine odor stuck on her pubes aroused him further. She was very wet. Moving his lips to her opening, she began to panic. Kale, no! Don't put your face there! What are you doing? Mary felt his tongue wetting her lips. No! Don't lick it! You shouldn't do that! Kale ignored Mary while holding both her legs firmly. She tried to move away, but his grip was too strong. After a few licks, she gave in and let him do what he wanted. By every lick she was feeling less nervous. His tongue was actually making her feel good. His newfound devil agility gave him the ability to lick at the speed of a vibrator. He let go of her right leg, but she did not move away. She lost all sense of resistance and was too caught up in the pleasure. Suddenly, something went inside her pussy. It was his fingers. Without any complaints, she let him finger her to orgasm. He started slow and eventually sped up to his new superhuman speed, rubbing her G-spot while licking her clitoris. Kale, I gotta— Kale removed his fingers to let Mary squirt on him. She watched as she wet his body with her fluid. Her pussy wet everything in sight, Kale, the bed, the floor, everything in front of her. This orgasm was very different from her previous ones. It was very strong and was putting her in a very heavenly state. Kale released Mary's other leg to free both his hands so he could remove his clothes. He used the dry part of his shirt to wipe what was on his face. This was quickly followed by the removal of his pants and underwear. The two were now naked together on her bed. Mary could not explain it, but she felt like touching herself again. The sight of Kale's erect cock was making her hot. Mary, I'm gonna put it in, all right? Okay. Mary watched as Kale's cock moved closer to her pussy. She felt his tip touch at her entrance. This was the most nerve-wrecking experience she was having in her whole life, more so than the seconds before their first kiss. She knew this was sex, she knew this was sinful, but she wanted it more than anything right now. Her previous upbringings were all thrown out the window at this very moment. Her mind could not think. It only followed what the body wanted. This was it. She was going to have sex. She wanted it completely. The head went it, causing her to breathe heavier. It hurts. We can stop. If it's too much, I'll stop right now. No. I want you to keep going. Kale tried his best to be gentle, but there was just no avoiding pain when it came to breaking her hymen. It was obvious the pain was a bit overwhelming for Mary. He decided to take her mind off it by moving in for a kiss without moving his cock in any further. The kiss took her by surprise. She naturally responded by kissing back. Every time they broke their kiss they would look into each other's eyes. Mary saw nothing but compassion and love in Kale's eyes. Kale could see she was scared, but was determined to do this. He continued to move in until he was completely inside. 
Despite the pain she was feeling, Mary felt very happy to finally be so intimate with Kale. Kale did his best to move in and out of Mary as gently as possible. The pain was unpleasant, but she put up with it. This man had given her everything and it was about time she gave back. It was not too unbearable. The gentle stare he gave her made the pain easier to bear. She asked for another kiss, and he happily moved his face closer. This made him stop the thrusting of his hips. They broke their kiss again after a few seconds, but this time, Mary wrapped her arms around him and closed her eyes. He readjusted himself, and then continued. Soon, he was reaching orgasm. The pain Mary was feeling prevented her from enjoying the sex to the point of orgasm. However, she had a strong one prior to intercourse which was more than enough for her. The next sensation she felt was something shooting inside her. She gave him a nervous look as he came inside. This was unexpected and scary for her since she had no idea what it was she was feeling. Before saying anything, he moved in for a goodnight kiss which put her at ease. He remained on top and inside her for a few minutes after ejaculation. They did nothing but look into each other's eyes and kiss. He eventually rolled off and cuddled up with her. The two peacefully drifted to sleep soon after. The next day, everything was bright and cheerful. There was perfect harmony within the household. Tara had fully accepted Mary while Shano was close. Both were well aware of what Mary and Kale did last night. The blood on Mary's bedsheets was a dead giveaway. There were no complaints. As for Kale, how could any guy complain when he had three ladies? A seductive devil, a beautiful human, and a classy angel. Although all had their own unique qualities, they all shared something in common, love and loyalty to him. While Kale was in the kitchen with Tara and Mary, Shano was in the living room. She thought she sensed another devil's presence, but it must have been her imagination. Suddenly, the whole house began to shake violently. Earthquake! Kale warned everyone dot and oh, it was not an earthquake. Shano knew it was another devil. A dark portal opened in the middle of the living room. Out popped another devil. It was an old acquaintance of Shiano's. Gorgo or Goro. She could not remember his name, just his face. How did he find her? The angelic scent Mary gave off should have steered him away from here. I finally found you. You, how did you find me? The moment the stench of angel lessened, I was able to detect your scent. You're looking well. I've been sent by our dark lord to retrieve you. Now come with me. Impossible. How could Mary's angelic scent lessen? Unless, her losing her virginity had something to do with it. Perhaps her not being a full angel made its contribution to this too. Either way, it did not matter. She was discovered and there was nowhere to run. Shay? What the hell's going on? Shiano turned to see Kale, Tara, and Mary staring in shock. This was bad. She quickly turned to her former colleague to tell him. No! I have a contract to fulfill. You mean this? The devil held up the very contract Kale signed those many months ago. I was given authority to destroy this. In that split second the contract magically tore on its own. Once this happened, Shano felt the bindings of the contract release her. She now felt this overwhelming sense of freedom and urged to be evil again. However, the memories she had of Kale and Tara were confusing her. She was unsure if she should be evil or good. 
several emotions ran through her head. She was demanded again to return. Having little time, she decided to go the route she always went before meeting Kale, the professional contractor route. The first words that came out of her mouth were, I will return. Excellent. I don't have to take you by force. Shay, wait. Shiano turned to Kale, giving him an emotionless stare. You can't just leave. I, I do what I must, human. Shiano walked towards the portal, making Kale run after her. The other devil shot a dark ball of energy which hit Kale in the gut. He flew back and hit the wall, creating large cracks upon impact. The hit was a very powerful blow. Kale! Tara and Mary screamed. Both girls quickly ran to his aid. The devil walked up to Kale with both girls readying to defend. The devil before them smiled, knowing they were no match for him. Not raising another hand, he said. Human, you tricked one of our own into becoming your slave. Your deceitful actions are quite despicable and almost worthy of being that of a devil's. For that, the Dark Lord says he'll let you live. The devil turned away to walk towards the portal. Kale felt a lot of pain from that hit, but he still found the strength to ignore it and get up on both his feet. Looking at Shano, he begged. Shay, please, please. I know you. You know me. You belong with us. We love you and you love us. We're your home dash, enough human, the male devil shouted. Shiano still showed no sign of sympathy. Tara tried talking next. Shay, you're my best friend. Doesn't that mean anything? Shiano held out her hand towards Tara. This caused her to regain memories that were wiped away. The memory of being molested by Shiano was coming back. How she was commanded to show her body and scissor with her. She was no longer okay with sharing kale with other women, an idea Shiano implanted in her head. This confused Tara. In the memories, she could see the cold expression on Shiano's face while she was being hypnotized by her. She eventually drew the conclusion that she had been used just like how Jane had been. It did not help when Shiano said, I have no best friend. There's only me. The male devil went through the portal and Shiano was about to follow but Kale tried to call to her again. It was excruciatingly painful for him, but he still took a few steps. She still gave him a cold stare as he begged again. Tara and Mary helped him to not fall over. All three gave Shano pleading looks. Unexpectedly, a tear ran down her cheek. This caught her off guard. If the contract was no more, then why was there a tear? She quickly turned to the portal and jumped in. Kale tried to run after her, but it closed before he could even touch it. Just like that, Shano was gone. The woman who came into his life and gave him everything was taken away from him just as quickly she came. Chapter 20 Chapter 20 How Shiano was gone, Tara locked herself in another room, and Mary could do nothing to lift the depression within the household. Kale lied in bed and did nothing but cry. Because everything was connected— Everything would be ruined. Without Shiano, Kale's heart ached, his band was broken, and everything was in chaos. It was heartbreaking to know Shiano left him to return to hell. He had fallen hard for her, even more than Jane. It was a relationship he did not appreciate enough. He sighed and said, It's true, you never do realize how good something is until you lose it. While Kale was in bed, 
Tara was in a fetal position feeling anger, sadness, betrayal, and uncertainty. She was hypnotized into thinking it was okay for her to share Kale, her love. Her best friend thought she could steal him away and try to make things better by sharing him with her. It was her who was the other woman instead of Shayano. The dark demons of depression were sinking their claws into Tara as she lied on her side and was unable to stop her tears. She thought bitterly, I'll never forgive her. In hell, Shayano was shackled and awaiting execution for her crimes. Not reporting back was the smallest offense she committed. Avoiding detection and saving a human's life were her biggest crimes. She was to be executed tomorrow. For now, she was being tortured by devils who were once her subordinates. They were all higher in rank now. No longer would they hail to her as a superior. It was their greatest pleasure to whip her and cast pain-inducing spells. However, the physical pain she experienced was minor compared to the emotional anguish she was undergoing. She missed Kale, Tara, and as much as she hated to admit it, she was getting used to Mary. After some thought, she realized how much of a big mistake returning home was. The tear that ran down her cheek earlier was a sign that she should have stayed with them. Now it was too late. The happiness experienced in the human world would never be seen again. While Kale and Tara were slipping away, Mary was devising a way to make things better. Living with her new friends had taught her a lot. Staying in the human world had made her much happier surprisingly. Although her life was more sinful, she could not help but feel happier. Even though she lost her virginity and ate food as she pleased, it did not matter. She was in love and had true friendship for the first time in her life. It was not obligation that drove her to do kind things, but love. Kale was her love, Tara was her best friend, and although Shiano was cold to her so many times, she still had love for her too. Shiano was special to Kale and Tara. It was too obvious from how depressed both were. She said firmly, I'm gonna bring Shay back and fix everything. Everything was falling apart, but Mary could not stand by and let things be like this forever. She thought her life was over when she was refused the opportunity to become a full angel, but she now knew to never give up. She was barely holding on and her three friends changed all that. They could not give up hope now. If Kale and Tara wanted to quit, then she would be the one to pull them through. She would be the one to hold on for all three of them and fight depression. Someone had to do something. Mary walked to Kale's room and opened the door to find him still in a pitiful display. Kale, we're saving Shay. How? I don't know where to go. The underworld has many gates, but I do know of one nearby. I can use magic. Kale stood up immediately. He asked Mary why she did not tell him this earlier. She told him she was too shocked by Shiano, the other devil, and the portal to think right away. He then asked her about what they needed to do to get Shiano back. She let him know she had everything required to get through one of the gates. The two were now set on marching into the mouth of hell itself. However, before they could go, they felt it was necessary for them to let Tara know. She was Shiano's best friend and a part of the band. There was no way they would keep her in the dark. Both were nervous as they approached the room where Tara hid herself in. Kale took a deep breath with Mary standing right behind him. He knocked and waited anxiously for Tara. Tara was unsure of what to say, what emotions to express to him, what feelings were the right ones to follow. 
Kale could sense the hesitance and decided to be straightforward. Tara, we're gonna go get Shay back. Mary knows a way to get us into the devil world. The silence was making Kale very nervous. He decided to take a sympathetic approach. You have every right to be mad and it would be wrong to ask and expect you to come. But we wanted to tell you this before we go. Tara still remained quiet. The continued silence was very discouraging for Kale and Mary. There was a mix of emotions flying around in Tara's head, but what was prominent were anger and jealousy. She ended up going with those two emotions, responding harshly. Fine. Go ahead. Tara was angry Kale was going on a journey to rescue his devil woman. The woman who hypnotized him into choosing her, stealing him away. How could she forgive? Even after her spell was lifted Kale still chose to go after her. He was still choosing her. It hurt to know that. She was never loved by Kale. He may be a fool in love with the devil, but it was her who was the biggest one. How could she compete? A beautiful woman who could hypnotize people into doing your bidding. Her body was beyond gorgeous, and she did not mind sharing you with other women. She was every man's dream. It hurt Tara's self-concept feeling she had none of those. Okay, Tara, we understand. Kale could hear Tara begin to tear from the other side of the door. He begged for her to open it, but she did not listen. She began to pour out her feelings of envy towards Shiano. Feelings she never felt until after Shiano removed her spell. Kale and Mary listened attentively. After she was done, Kale sighed and began to explain that he had no favorites, that he loved all three of them equally. He would go to hell for Shiano, yes, but he would gladly do it for her or Mary as well. His speech was very moving to Tara and she continued to cry as he went on. Mary let out a few tears as well. The angel added a few words of her own. Tara, I'm envious of you more than Shay. You can relate to Kale the most. Unlike you, Shay and I aren't human like him. You've also known him longer. You understand him better than both of us. Kale asked Tara again if she was willing to join them. There was still no response from the other side of the door. Mary reminded him. Kale, we don't have much time. Who knows what they'll do to her over there. I know. Tara? We'll be back. Just know that I really do love you no less than Shay or Mary. I know that Shay does care about you too along with Mary. Tara still remained unresponsive. Kale reluctantly gave up since time was of the essence. He tried to get Tara to come and he hoped Shayana would understand. The two walked away with Tara opening the door after they left the mansion. Mary lifted Kale to fly him to a nearby park with lots of trees. She explained to him that only angels and devils were able to see these gates. They reached the middle of the park in no time. There was a big space with nothing but trees surrounding it. Kale asked if this area was the gate, and Mary nodded. Her face gave an uncertain expression. She was about to confess something, but then they were interrupted. They heard a sound and turned to its direction. Tara? I'm mad at her, but she's still my best friend. Kale and Mary quickly embraced her with happiness and relief. They had hoped Tara would join them. It turned out she followed them in her car not long after they flew. Getting back to opening the gate, Mary was filled with more anxiety. She had hid something and was about to confess it to Kale, but now she had to confess to both him and Tara. She hoped they would not be too mad. 
Uh, guys, I have a bit of a confession to make. Both looked to her curiously. I'm not sure if this is gonna work. I used my magic to close gates, not open them. All hope she had given them was quickly crushed. Mary quickly tried to reassure them with the logic of I just need to work backwards. Knowing nothing about magic, the two followed Mary's lead. This helped, but the pressure was still on her. Mary tried her hardest to open the gate with all the knowledge she possessed while Kale and Tara stood to the side. Eventually, the gate was visible to Kale and Tara. It was a dark portal like the one in their living room earlier today. Mary had succeeded, surprising even herself. The gate was now open. Let's get inside. It won't stay open for long. Heat radiated out of the portal, but this did not stop the three. They quickly jumped in and it closed. Inside, there was nothing but red rock and red dirt. Everything was red except some light that appeared to be miles away. It gave off a yellow light which eventually blended with the red to give off an orange color. The sky was gray. It was as if the clouds were smoke. There were no trees or water source in sight. Mary decided to rest by leaning on a big boulder. She had overworked herself trying to get them here. Everything was quiet until the boulder behind her started to move. She quickly moved to Kale and Tara to see that the boulder was in fact not a boulder at all. It appeared to be a giant dog with six legs and no tail. It had hooves instead of paws and its eyes beamed red. Both girls grabbed onto Kale in fright. Even Kale himself was a bit scared, but he needed to stay strong and be the strength of the group. He was the one with superhuman strength after all, thanks to Shano. The two saw how Mary could easily mistake such a creature for a boulder. The flesh appeared to be made of rock rather than skin. Luckily for them, the giant demon dog did not seem to notice them as it walked away. They sighed in relief and stood there, counting their blessings. After a few minutes, there were footsteps approaching east and west of their location. They looked around and quickly hid behind a large boulder. Luckily, it was a real one this time. They kept quiet and hoped they would not be found. The two devils approached each other for a casual conversation. You going for the execution today? Of course, that bitch betrayed us all. She doesn't deserve to live. Fuck yes she doesn't. What was she thinking? She was a devil we all looked up to and hoped to be one day. To actually abandon home and her kind just for some mere human? That's fucked up. Tell me about it. Well, it'll all be over soon. Yeah, Shano deserves what's coming to her. The two walked away while still conversing. Although they were no longer in danger, Kale could not help but feel guilt for what he made Shano do. She abandoned home and committed treason. Now, she was going to pay the ultimate price. Her life. There was no way he would let that happen. Tara asserted. Come on, Kale, let's follow them. That's our best way to find Shay. Kale quickly dropped all thoughts and returned to the physical situation he was in. The three followed the two devils in a stealthy manner. While following them, he noticed the direction they were heading was towards the yellow light. The red of the environment was slowly changing orange. They continued to gauge a safe distance until they were led to a large wall composed of rock and dirt. Behind it was the source of the yellow light. A large hole in the wall emitted the yellow light. Surrounding the wall was a moat with purple water. Whatever it was, all three agreed it was best not to try touching the strange liquid.
The two devils walked to the giant hole through a stone bridge. Both girls clung to Kale from the sight of demon skulls impaled on metal spikes. There were some with horns and others with large teeth half the length of the skull itself. The three successfully passed the scary bridge over the purple moat. On the other side of the wall were buildings. Some made of stone, others made of what appeared to be straw, bone, and dirt. It was peculiar how there was not a demon in sight. Where was everyone? It was a ghost town. Kale looked to his two women to find Tara to be uneasy but still keeping a determined look. Mary, on the other hand, appeared as if she was about to lose all composure. Concerned, he asked. Mary? What's wrong? It's nothing. I'm just scared. I've been told many times about the underworld, but I'm actually experiencing it for the first time. We were never allowed to even attempt to enter. That's why we were never taught how to open portals, only close. Don't worry. We're finding Shay and we're getting out. Mary's expression changed somewhat to a more reassured look, but she was still scared. Kale could not blame her. This was after all the world of people who were her polar opposite. There was no way the devils here would take kindly to the presence of an angel. They just needed to rescue Shiano and get out. That thought was the only thing driving Kale's will. It was dangerous jumping into this without a plan or any knowledge of this place prior. This stacked the odds highly against them. But what choice did they have? Life would not be the same without Shiano. It was worth it to risk their lives to get her back. Even though she chose to leave them, they would convince her to return with them. Turning the corner of a building, they found a large crowd in the very heart of the city. All of its residents were surrounding a stage. There was a large fearsome devil with an axe. The crowd cheered on for Shiano's execution. Kale feared the worst until he looked to find no body or blood on the stage. It was not too late. A smaller devil stepped next to the large one. He seemed to be a political figure. Addressing the crowd, he stated Chiano's name and her crimes. The three stayed behind the corner of the building to remain undetected. He went on and on while the three tried to devise a plan. No matter how much they tried to think out a plan— Nothing was truly concrete without knowing about Shiano's whereabouts. Eventually, the devil yelled for his minions to bring out Shiano. She walked out onto the platform chained up. The crowd booed and threw rocks at her demanding for her execution to start immediately. The large devil with the axe readied. Kale lost all thought and decided to act. He ran towards the crowd and held out his hand to the executioner. He could not explain it but it felt as if doing that would stop him. Suddenly, a dark aura appeared around his hand and shot out towards the devilish executioner. It was a direct hit to the face, blowing his head clean off. Kale just discovered a power he possessed and successfully saved Shiano, but now came the question of the other devils. Chapter 21 Every devil surrounding Kale looked towards him. They were shocked and voices immediately yelled. Is that a human? What is it doing here? Kill it! One devil attempted to strike Kale, but he was shot with a ball of energy much like the dark one he shot out. However, this one had a bright white color. Everyone looked for the source. Kale saw it was Mary. Oh fuck! It's an angel! We're being invaded! Kill them! The political figure called for the guards while fleeing the scene. The crowd quickly scattered in fear. 
The guards charged towards the three with swords and axes. Kale had no clue how he shot his magical dark energy, but now was not the time to ponder on that matter. He held out both hands and fired two dark orbs of energy. It felt like second nature, much like driving. Mary did the same with her white balls of energy. Four guards flew back and the rest ran for cover. The three ran to Shano who had no one around her. The guards taking cover switched to bows. Kale could overhear them saying, We need sorcerers out here. The guards fired their arrows. Mary used her magic to form a shield around them. The arrows bounced off the magical force field. Shano ran to them, and they soon were rejoined. She angrily questioned why they came back, an obvious sign that she cared. Mary quickly undid Shiano's bindings with her magic. The chains fell to the ground and she was free. Kale answered her question with a kiss. She briefly lost all sense of anger and stood there quietly, letting Kale kiss her. Before anyone could say anything, loud clashes interrupted the group. Devil sorcerers were shooting fireballs at Mary's shield. It quickly gave out, and the guards fired their arrows again. The four quickly ran off of the line of fire. Shano pointed to a stone house and said, In there! Shano knew this building had been vacant for a while. Hopefully no one used it since the time she left. Kale let his three ladies run in first. He went in last and shut the door with his back against it to brace it. The three began to argue over how coming to the rescue was stupid, where to escape next, and whether this building was a good place to take cover. There was no other way out. Tara yelled at Shiano. Mary remained quiet, too passive to involve herself in their argument. Kale stood there pressing his body against the door thinking, We have to make it out. There's gotta be a way. The mood of the room quickly changed the moment Kale felt a sharp pain in his abdomen. He could see his three girls no longer arguing. Instead, they looked to him in horror. He looked down to see a sword sticking out of his gut. The blade had not only pierced the door, but his body as well. His body became weak, making him unable to brace the door any longer. The girls screamed and quickly ran to him. They dragged him away and the door slammed open. The guards and sorcerers readied their bows and spells. Tara held Kale in her arms while Mary used her healing magic. Shano quickly shot flaming spikes to her former allies. She managed to kill three of them. The rest moved away from the door. She then put up a barrier around the busted doorway. She used extra energy to ensure it was a powerful shield. The devils outside quickly attempted to destroy it, but they only inflicted minor damage. She ran to Kale and asked Mary, Can you heal him? The wound's too much. I can't save him. You fucking useless angel! Shano summoned the same dagger she used to feed Kale her blood. She was in an extremely weakened state from the torture she had gone through. It was surprising she did not collapse after putting the shield around the door. Before she could cut her arm, the dagger slipped from her hand due to her weakened state. Tara and Mary could see just how weak Shiana was. Her body was bruised and scratched. She could barely maintain her slouched position. Both girls offered themselves to take Shiano's place. She responded, No! I'll do it. You're in no condition. You'll die and our efforts for coming to rescue you would all be in vain. Mary protested. I'll do it, Shay. Tara offered. 
A human body won't survive this. I don't care. It should be me because dash. I'll do it. Mary exclaimed. Shiano and Tara looked to her. I'm in good condition and I'm not human. I'll do it. Shiano did not like it, but she had no other choice. It was risky to say the chant and sacrifice blood while losing strength. If she did not finish it, then both she and Kale may die. The results would be unpredictable, but time for planning this out was something they did not have. She finally agreed. All right, I'll let you give him your blood. Shiano grabbed the dagger, but it slipped out of her weak grip again. Tara picked it up and said, I'll cut her. Shiano quickly consented and started chanting those familiar Latin words. Mary held out her arm. After a few seconds of chanting, Shiano signaled for Tara to cut Mary's arm. She did so and Mary closed her eyes, not wanting to see it. As Shiano continued to chant, Tara guided Mary's arm above Kale's mouth. The blood dripped in and all three watched in suspense. After a few seconds, he began to lose consciousness. Tara asked in panic, Shay, what's going on? Is he dying? Shiano ignored Tara, continuing the chant to ensure no mistakes were made. Tara and Mary remained quiet, realizing Shiano still needed to finish her chant. The moment she completed it the three looked to Kale's wound. It was not closing. No. Shiano weakly said, Kale? Kale! Please wake up! Mary desperately cried. Tara stayed quiet. She was unable to believe the man she loved, they loved, had died right before them. Shiano quickly summoned a fireball with whatever strength was left. She did not care if it killed her to summon it. She pointed it to Mary who did not pay attention to this, being too focused on Kale's demise. Tara was too shocked to respond to the scene in front of her dot bang. The shield protecting them from the devils outside was destroyed. This was the end. They were all going to die. None of the girls cared though. Was life really worth living now that the man they loved died? Besides, even if they did have the will to live, how could they escape? They were trapped like rats. Every devil in front of them had an arrow or a magical ball of fire ready to destroy them. The only thought all three women had was, just get it over with. All three had their eyes closed, ready to accept death. The next sound they heard was a beam of energy being shot. They all opened their eyes to see Kale with his eyes open. He was holding one hand up that shot a bright white light with a double helix of dark light surrounding it. It was obliterating all the devils at the doorway. In just five seconds, Kale destroyed his enemies before him. His wound began to close up and he was no longer in pain. He stood up to see all three of his women staring at him in shock. He was alive, now with more power than ever. Tara and Mary quickly got up to hug him. Shano tried, but was too weak to get up. After he finished embracing Tara and Mary, he bent down to lift Shano up. She could sense just how powerful he now was. The immense aura of energy being given off by his body gave it away. Kale, I dash. Kale kissed Shiano before she could finish her sentence. He had already forgiven her. She let go of any urge to finish her words. Tara and Mary watched in envy as he kissed her with passion. They both coughed aloud to interrupt their kiss. Kale turned to the two who both smiled at him. He and Shiano smiled back at them, knowing they wanted the same treatment as her. 
however, Mary quickly said, Look, we gotta run for the portal before the Dark Lord himself comes here. Agreed. Shay, can you walk? No. Mary, can you heal her? Mary tried holding out her hands to Shano to heal her wounds. The physical damage healed up nicely, but the magically inflicted wounds did not. She tried a couple more times, but she could not seem to heal it. I'm sorry. I can't heal you any further, Shay. It's all right, Mary. She already looks better thanks to you. Kale answered for her. I'll carry you, Shay. Shano clung to Kale while Tara scanned the perimeter. Not a devil in sight. She informed her three friends it was clear. They made their way out of the city with haste. Kale wondered why none of the devils from the crowd attempted to stop them. Shano explained they were just lower-class devils with no combat training, much like civilians in the human world. They successfully made it out of the city. The three continued to sprint towards the direction they came. Mary pointed to the area where the gate was located. They ran until Mary told them to stop. Then, battle horns roared behind them. They looked to see the Dark Lord himself on a black horse with flaming red eyes. Behind him were millions of devils on demonic horses. Some were flying. They roared with their weapons held high. Mary quickly got to work on the portal to open it up again. Shiano was too weak to attempt anything at the moment. The dark army was closing in fast. Kale looked to Mary to see her still trying, but nothing was happening. Come on, Mary! I'm doing my best! Kale and Tara both remained fidgety. They were just seconds away from being stampeded on. While Mary continued, Kale laid Shiano down and held out his hand towards the army before him. Feeling no time was better than now, Shano quickly apologized to her best friend for treating her so horribly. If they were going to die here, then she wanted to do this before they met their end. Tara hugged her and forgave her. Both girls clung to each other tightly while watching the devils closing in fast. Kale concentrated his focus on his hand which caused a ball of both light and dark energy to form. As the devilish army was getting closer, the energy in his hand was getting larger. Tara and Shiano watched him quietly in amazement. The silence from all three helped Mary to concentrate better. As the Dark Lord yelled out his battle cry Kale fired his omnipotent ball of energy. The force composed of both light and dark magic shot forward hitting the devilish army in front of it. This caused many devils and their respective horses to fly in the air. The ones in the air dropped like swatted flies. Every devil halted with their horses whinnying. The ones flying did not advance any further. It's open! Kale looked behind to see the same portal. He quickly ran to it with Mary jumping through first. Tara followed. Kale turned around to face the Dark Lord in hopes of intimidating him. He held out his hand to form another ball of energy. The Devil King remained calm, but his army behind him quivered in fear. You tried to come after Shay or any of my girls and I'll kill you! I'll take you down and the rest of this place. There'll be nothing left when I'm through. That's a promise. Kale quickly turned to the portal and leaped through. The Dark Lord signaled his army to stop all pursuits. He knew it was over. His general asked him, My lord, would you like us to follow them? We can still dash. The general quickly ceased talking the moment his leader held his hand up. The Dark Lord answered with a smile. Let them go. This human outwitted us. That is quite worthy of praise.
But my lord Dash, enough. You saw the power that human possesses. He is a very deadly foe. It's just one measly dealer he took away from me. A dealer that I can easily replace. Tend to the wounded and move on from this. Invading the land of the humans would give the celestial world more than enough reason to retaliate. We've suffered enough casualties for today. Another war is the last thing we all need. Back in the human world, Kale kept Shiano in his arms. She was weak, but it was nothing fatal. Tara and Mary looked to her with concern, but she reassured everyone she would be fine. Kale looked to Mary and asked her to try healing Shiano again. She knew this was out of her capabilities, but she still tried because Kale asked her to. While she used her healing magic, Kale put his hands over hers. He was not sure if this was going to work, but he had to try. If he had enough power to blow devils away, then surely he had enough power to heal Shiano. He ejected his power into Mary's hands, boosting her magical healing. After they finished, Shiano stood up to inform everyone her body was starting to heal. Mary was happy Shiano would be fine. Kale looked at Mary and knew her slim chances of becoming a full angel turned to zero. She aided a devil and participated in a devilish ritual. There was no going back. He looked up to the sky and said, That goes for you guys too. You tried to take Mary away from me or harm Shay or Terra, then there'll be hell to pay. Mary hugged him tightly in gratitude. She had no regrets helping Shano. The celestial world was once her home, but now Kale's mansion was where she belonged. After almost killing Kale, she deserved death, at least in her opinion. However, he chose to forgive her. Since the day she left her former home, he had been taking care of her. He treated her with respect and gave her wonderful food she never imagined existed, especially Angel's food cake. Tara became a good friend to her, and Shiano had warmed up to her. Everything was going to work out for Mary. She could ask for nothing more. The four took Tara's car for the driveway home. While Kale drove, Tara thought about the recent events that happened in her life. How it changed since Shiano entered it. It was true she was angry with her, but she was still her best friend. She chose to forgive Shiano because she valued their friendship. Although sharing the man she loved was not something she ever approved of, she would make an exception for Shiano and Mary. They were her friends after all. She trusted Shiano to not steal him away from the group. She and Mary would make sure she did not do so. The same went of Mary, she and Shiano would watch her. It was a good system of check and balance. Another reason for allowing Kale to be shared was the band. The band needed their strong bond in order to prosper. She sighed happily while looking over to Kale, admiring his handsome features. Terran knew this was the life that would make her happy even after the day she dies. The four were finally home. Kale parked the car and everyone got out except for Shiano. He carried her out. She gently kissed his cheek and smiled at him. Being with other devils was something she no longer wanted. Returning back to hell was a mistake. She had hurt Kale and Tara. Despite her betrayal, they still came for her. She was blinded by the biased belief that humans belonged with humans, devils with devils, and angels with angels. It was an incorrect notion, and she now realizes that. She let that get in the way of seeing just how happy she was with Kale. The human world was where she belonged, and even if she becomes less devil in behavior, then she would be just fine because she had Kale, 
Tara, and even Mary. Ms. Goody Two-Shoes did help Kale and Tara. She was now in her debt. There was nothing that would make Shayano happier than to be at Kale's side for the rest of eternity. She helped him to build his band and love life while still remaining his number one woman. What more could she ask for? Hey Mary, first one to the door gets a kiss from Kale. Go! Tara exclaimed. Both girls bolted for the door. Shiano spread her wings and Kale released her from his hold. She flew to the door and landed in front of her two friends slash love rivals. Hey! Shay, that's not fair! Mary complained. You bitch! You were faking this whole time! You really were healed at the park! Tara accused. Hee hee, I am a devil after all. Tara and Mary looked each other in the eyes and had the same idea. They turned to Kale and demanded in unison, Kale, carry me too! Both girls leaped towards him, forcing him to catch them. He lifted Mary with his left arm and Tara with his right. With his new strength both felt as light as couch pillows. He walked to Shano who giggled at the sight. First one to get into the bedroom gets to have Kale first. Tara and Mary's eyes widened. They tried to break free of Kale's hold, but he was too strong. As Shano ran into the house the two complained. Kale! Let go of us! I thought you said you wanted me to carry you? He playfully responded. Both girls eventually gave up knowing Shano most likely made it to the bedroom already. They let Kale carry them into the house. All three of them were going to have him one way or another. Tonight would be their very first foursome. Conclusion Shiano jumped onto the king's sized bed in the master bedroom. Kale came in and threw Tara and Mary onto the bed with her. Shiano and Tara quickly began to strip their clothes away. Mary, however, was hesitant. Kale removed all of his upper attire, but stopped the moment he saw Mary lying in bed not stripping. What's wrong, Mary? Tara and Shay are gonna see me naked. Mary, we're all gonna be naked. Mary blushed at the thought of exposing her body to everyone. What made this situation more embarrassing was the fact that she found it exciting deep down inside. Before she could choose what action to do, Shano and Tara acted for her. They stripped away her clothing until only her undergarments were left. She tried to resist, but she could not stop both of them. The two eventually got everything off and she was now completely exposed. Shano snickered. Someone needs to shave. Whoa! Look at all those pubes! Tara said in amazement. Mary became self-conscious and quickly covered her pussy. Shano put her hands on each of Mary's legs and said with sincerity, I'm sorry, Mary. Allow me to make it up to you for being such a bitch. I was wrong. You do belong with us. Shano grabbed Mary's hands and moved them away. She dove in for a taste. Immediately, Mary felt Shiano's tongue. She begged, Shay, no! You shouldn't do that! We're both girls! Shano continued to work her tongue into Mary's pussy. As she did this, Kale signaled Tara to go for a nipple. She nodded and went for Mary's left nipple. Mary gasped and said, Oh no, not you too, Tara! Kale went for Mary's right nipple and sucked it firmly. He held her right hand in place while Tara held her left. Shano forced her legs open so she could continue to eat her out. Mary was bound and helpless. She struggled with all she had, but it was not enough. 
There was no other option for her than to let everyone have their way with her body. After a few minutes, Mary stopped begging. She let her lust take over as things intensified. Shiano added some fingers and Tara started to add in some bites to give the nipple sucking some variation. Kale stopped sucking to use his fingers. He pinched her nipple playfully while moving his face in for a kiss. The moment his lips touched Mary's she felt herself relax more. When he started to slide his tongue in her mouth she gladly accepted it, letting it play with her own. The stimulation from all three was too much, and she soon climaxed. She squirmed and then tensed her body as she reached the peak of her orgasm. Kale pulled his tongue out of Mary's mouth the moment her orgasm ceased. She was feeling great. Her facial expression showed complete bliss. Shiano decided to let Tara go next. She deserved it after choosing to forgive her and actually coming with Kale for her rescue. Tara lied down next to Mary and spread her legs. She used her fingers to spread her pussy, showing how wet it was. Mary got up, seeing Kale and Shiano looking at Tara's pussy. She was curious to see how Tara's looked. She saw its pretty pink color and the wetness within. There was hardly any hair on it, only on her mound. Shiano quickly moved her face in to devour Tara's sweet pussy. Mary was shocked to see how enthusiastic Shiano was. A woman licking another woman there of all places? It was one thing to feel it and not see it, but it was another to actually get a front row seat of the act. It was shocking, but for some reason, she could not look away. Tara moaned Chiano's name while she was getting eaten out. Mary was so distracted by this she was startled when Kale grabbed her breasts from behind. He kissed her neck while fondling her chest. He kept his left hand on her left breast while his right traveled down to her clitoris. Mary grabbed his hands and panted softly as he worked her with his fingers. He moved his lips from her neck to her ear, nibbling on it. She then felt his cock pressing at her entrance. He asked, You ready? No. It's gonna hurt again, Mary it's okay. It won't hurt like last time. That annoying hymen isn't there to ruin everything. Tara interrupted. I'll go slow and be very gentle. If it hurts then we can stop. Okay. Mary felt Kale press his cock in slowly. The tip was inside and there was no pain. This eased her anxiety a bit. One more inch went in as he kissed her neck from behind. The kisses helped to keep her mind off the penetration. There was still no pain as another inch went in. After the first half of his cock was inside, she instinctively pushed her ass back. The whole length entered, making her gasp. He did not move right away. He wanted to allow her some time to adjust to his size. She felt him hug her firmly and stay like this for a few moments. It was very nice and intimate. You ready for me to move? Uh Uh-huh. Mary's breathing deepened the moment she felt Kale pull most of his cock out. All but the tip left. He then shoved everything back in. This made her weak, causing her to fall forward. To prevent herself from landing on her face, she held her hands out. She was now on her hands and knees, in the doggy-style position. Shiano's ass was right in front of her. It was easy to smell just how aroused she was. Kale started to fuck Mary at a quicker pace but still slow. Shiano moved her face away from Tara's pussy and turned to look at Mary. She spread her pussy and asked, How about you lick me? It wouldn't be fair for me to lick you and you not lick me back. 
I, uh, come on, Shay. Don't pressure her like that. Kale spoke for Mary. And no, she's right. I should lick her, yeah? Shiano smiled and gave Kale the whole it's good for bonding as an excuse. Deep down, she wanted the angel to lick her pussy. It was turning her on to know just how corrupt this angel was getting when it came to the sack. She moved her ass closer to Mary's face. Mary could see how bald Shiano's pussy was. Not a pubic hair in sight and above was a tight pink asshole. Kale asked her again if she was comfortable with this, and she reconfirmed. She only requested that he did not watch her do this. It was too embarrassing to be watched by the man she loved. Although she begged him not to look, this was one request he could not follow. The sight of Mary eating Shano while she ate Tara was hot. Luckily for him, Mary did not look back to catch him watching her. Moving her hand to one cheek, Mary felt how soft Giano's ass was. She could not help but admire it. She constantly told herself it was not a homosexual type of admiration. However, the sight of Shiano's ass and pussy were enhancing her enjoyment of Kale's pounding. She stuck her tongue out and felt the tip touch Shiano's opening. She quickly withdrew in panic. There was a new distinctive taste on her tongue. It was not repulsive necessarily, just different. Trying a second time, Mary stuck her tongue out to touch Shiano's pussy. Before she could withdraw again, Shiano pushed her ass back further, causing Mary's tongue to go inside. Her nose ended up in between her butt cheeks. She was now experiencing a stronger scent and taste. At this time, Kale thrusted into her pussy forcefully and began to speed up. The tongue in her pussy made Shiano want to eat Tara's more enthusiastically. Mary moved back in panic. She now had a full taste of Shiano's pussy in her mouth and the scent of her pussy and ass were stuck on her face. After some deliberation, Mary decided to continue. The smell of Shiano's holes were not too bad and the taste in her mouth was not unbearable, but rather interesting. Her tongue slipped back inside and licked away causing Shiano to work harder on Tara's pussy. This made Tara respond very positively with moans. The sight of all this made Kale pump away into Mary faster. Soon, Mary found herself ready to come again. Once Kale sped up fucking her, she came. Her moans were muffled by Shiano's pussy. This orgasm was enhanced by the taste and smell of Shiano's holes. The moment her climax was over, she removed her face from Shiano's ass. Kale, it's too much. Please stop. Kale stopped immediately and asked Mary if she was okay. She let him know she was feeling great. The stimulation was just too much. She needed to give her pussy a break. Shiano moved her face away from Tara's pussy and suggested, Why don't you fuck Tara next? Oh no, Shay, you can go next. No, Tara, you deserve to go before me. I put you through so much, and you still came back for me. You're my best friend. Of course I'd come to save you. The two continued to argue in a friendly manner over who Kale should fuck first. It eventually ended with Tara being the one to take Kale's cock next. He sat on the bed with her kneeling in front of him. They faced each other as she sunk her body down to be filled. The moment he was all the way in, Shiano moved her face to her best friend's ass. She stuck her tongue out to lick at Tara's tight little asshole. Mary sat behind Shiano, unsure if she should lick her pussy again. Shiano turned her head to look back at Mary. She wiggled her ass and asked, 
You want to lick me again? Mary gulped nervously and stayed quiet. Shano found it cute. She knew the answer was yes, but the little prude was too ashamed to say so. She moved her tail to Mary's wrist and wrapped around it. Being tugged forward, Mary let Shiano's tail lead her. Her face made it to the sweet pussy she had eaten a few minutes ago. She closed her eyes, ashamed that she liked this, and licked away. Tara rode Kale's cock wildly as her best friend stuck her tongue in her ass. While Shiano tongue fucked Tara's ass, Mary tongued her pussy. After some stretching, Shiano summoned a double-sided twenty-inch dildo. She pressed it against Tara's asshole, making her squeal in surprise. Never been double-penetrated before she clung to Kale tightly, reluctant but curious about how it was going to feel. She relaxed her sphincter and let the dildo invade her rectum. The sensation was very new, but enjoyable. Tara had never felt so full. She exclaimed, Oh yes! Fuck my ass, Shay! Mary stopped eating Shiano's pussy to see what was going on. She was horrified to see an object inside Tara's ass. Sodomy. The most sinful place to commit sexual deeds, yet she felt terrible knowing this sight was making her horny. Shiano turned to Mary and offered the other end of the dildo. She signaled for her to come over. Unsure of what Shiano was planning, Mary crawled over with caution. Here, get behind Tara. Like this? Mary asked. There. That's perfect. The moment Shiano finished that sentence she shoved the other end of the dildo up Mary's pussy. She gasped from the feeling of it entering inside. Shiano quickly made sure the dildo disappeared equally into Mary and Tara's holes. Only a couple of inches could be seen. Mary was shocked to see what was in front of her. Her pussy was connected to her friend's ass. Shiano smiled and commanded, Okay now move. S.H.A. this is dirty. Getting impatient, Shano grabbed Mary's hips and moved them for her. Mary immediately felt the stimulation from the dildo. Tara cried out in pleasure and shut her eyes while still clinging to Kale. He was fucking her pussy while Mary was fucking her ass. Mary was losing all sense of decency. She was too lost in lustful desire to want to stop. As shameful as it was, she was enjoying the sight of the dildo fucking her pussy in Tara's ass. The angel was so caught up in the fun she did not realize Shano stopped moving her hips for her. It was all her now. After a few moments of getting used to the dildo, she felt something behind her. Shano was spreading her butt cheeks. Next, she felt her devilish tongue licking her asshole. Immediately, she objected. Shay, no! That's dirty! Not there! Shuh! Just enjoy it. Mary hoped Kale would say something but he was too busy holding Tara, comforting her while she was being stuffed to the brim. The angel was in an inescapable situation. Moving forward meant thrusting into Tara's pussy and moving back meant more tongue from Shano. Soon, Shano started to force her tongue inside. It wiggled around in her ass, making her gasp and clench. This new feeling on her asshole was making her reach orgasm faster. Shano forced her tongue in as much as she could and then pulled out. She moved her lips to Mary's head to put her earlobe in her mouth. As Mary felt Shiano's tongue play with her ear, she felt a finger at her asshole. Your asshole tastes good, Mary. Please don't say that, Shay. It's embarrassing. Mary felt Shiano's finger slip into her asshole, 
making her gasp in surprise. Shiano felt a clench around her knuckle. She worked things slow as to not hurt her. The angel deserved it. If not for her, Kale and Tara would have never come. Mary was experiencing anal penetration for the first time. She begged Shiano to leave her ass alone, but her pleas were ignored. Kale was still too busy with Tara. It was very strange and scary, yet pleasurable. She hated to admit it, but getting her but played with was nice. Eventually, Shiano added a second finger and then a third until Mary's asshole was stretched. Just before Mary reached her second climax with Tara, Shiano summoned another double-sided dildo. She quickly put one end in her pussy and pressed the other to Mary's asshole. Mary, without thinking, pushed her ass back. She wanted Shiano to violate her ass while her pussy was full. The angel was completely consumed by lust. She came the instant both her holes were stuffed. Tara was almost there, but not quite. She noticed Mary no longer moving and looked back. Mary? You stopped moving. What's going on back there? Did you just come or something? Mary could only give a smile in her euphoric state. I'll take that as a yes. Shiano pulled out and Mary immediately fell back. Her dildo slipped out of Tara's ass. All three looked to the angel with concern. I feel so good. Was all that could escape from her angelic lips. They all chuckled at how cute she was. Deciding she had enough, they resumed the orgy without her. Shiano took Mary's place, sticking the other end of her dildo in Tara's ass. She smiled at Kale and he read her mind. They both pumped away at Tara's holes with their devil speed. The pleasure was intense and indescribable. She could only yell, Oh fuck. Fuck. Shit. Yes. Yes. Fuck me. Fuck me. Fuck me. Tara came after only a couple of seconds. The stimulation was that intense. She relaxed after climax thinking it was Shiano's turn. However, her best friend wanted her to feel even better. Both fucked her holes even faster. Tara screamed from the intensity of the pleasure. It was so strong she started to dig her nails into Kale's skin. He gladly accepted this while holding her by her hips to help steady her body as he fucked her pussy. The orgasm she previously experienced felt as if it was stretching out. It felt as though she lowered from the highest peak of orgasm but was still very close to experiencing it again with just a bit more stimulation, mental or physical. Shiano reached over to pinch Tara's nipples. That was it. Tara came again with an orgasm just as satisfying as the first one. Her body was now weak, and she rested on Kale. However, the ass-fucking was too much. It was obvious Shano still had energy. Tara could see Mary on the side suddenly sitting back up, regaining her senses. This was perfect. Hey Shay, can I get a break? Sure. Tara used what strength she still had and pressed her back against Shano. She felt her best friend hold her from behind. Both Shiano and Kale were telling her to take it easy. Reaching back, Tara grabbed Shiano's butt cheeks and spread them. Get her Mary! What? Mary asked in confusion. Tara! You sneaky bitch! Shiano tried to break away, but Kale liked the idea and helped Tara hold her still. Kale! This is payback for cheating earlier when you flew to the door. Mary, now! Shiano closed her eyes and shook her head with a smile. 
She stopped moving to make things easier. Mary got the idea. She was hesitant, but Tara brought up the logic of she did it to you, now you do it to her, and she quickly pressed at Shiano's tight asshole. Shiano relaxed and let Mary enter her back door. She felt the dildo travel deeper and deeper until it could no longer do so. With a devious smile, Shano snaked her tail in between Mary's butt cheeks. She forced it in which caused Mary to scream. Ah! Her tail's in my butt! Tara got off Kale to allow him to fuck Shano next. The double-sided dildo slipped out of Shiano's pussy and remained in Tara's ass. Shano moved forward to take Kale in her front. Most of the dildo in her ass slipped out with only the tips still remaining. Tara guided Mary forward to force the dildo back in. Once the angel got a steady rhythm, Tara removed the dildo from her ass and stood up on the bed. She moved over to her best friend to feed her her pussy. Shiano gladly licked away. Kale reached for Tara's butt cheeks to spread them. He sunk his tongue inside Tara's ass to give her more stimulation. His tongue went in deep since her asshole was stretched out formed the dildo. Tara thrusted her hips back and forth moaning. Oh fuck yes. Yes. Shiano moved her fingers between Tara's legs and stuck two fingers in her pussy. Tara grabbed Shiano's head and held it at her groin. After several minutes, all three girls were approaching orgasm, having both their holes stimulated. Tara let everyone know she was going to come. Shiano was close and informed everyone as well. She wiggled her tail around inside Mary's ass more violently to get a response. The angel could only moan. That answer was good enough. Shiano, Tara, and Mary cried out as they all came simultaneously. Kale was close as well, but he somehow managed not to come letting go of Tara's legs. She moved away and sat down next to him. Shiano got off him, having his cock and Mary's dildo slip out. Her tail slipped out of Mary's ass, making her whimper softly. Now it was time for Kale to come Tara and Shano got off the bed to get on their knees. Kale knew right away what they wanted. He got off the bed to stand in front of his two ladies. Mary was confused so she followed Tara and Shiano's lead. She pulled out the doubled-sided dildo from her pussy and got to her knees with her two friends. She watched Kale stand before her, stroking his cock. Shiano and Tara reach over to do the stroking for him. Tara put his testicles in her mouth while Shiano deep-throated him. Mary found it to be very dirty to actually put something like that in their mouths, but she oddly found it arousing. Shay, Tara, I'm getting closer. Shiano grabbed Mary by her wrist to pull her over. She was unsure of what was going to happen, but she saw her two friends cease pleasing Kale with their mouths. They both opened wide with their tongues out for some strange reason. She quickly followed. Kale stroked himself while aiming at Shiano's mouth first. He had held in his cum since the start of their foursome. There was going to be a lot. His first wad went directly on her tongue and splashed in her mouth. Aiming at Tara, he gave her his second shot. She quickly closed her mouth and swallowed her share. Now it was Mary's turn. Before she could ask Kale what was happening, he shot at her half-open mouth. It hit her lips and she squealed in surprise. He enjoyed the sight and could not stop. He finished his ejaculation on Mary's face. She closed her eyes and felt his warm cum cover her. Shiano and Tara only got one squirt worth of Kale's cum. Feeling cheated, 
They both grabbed Mary and licked at her face, cleaning the cum off it. Hey! Shay, Tara, what are you two doing? Please stop! Mary continued to beg her friends to stop. It was too embarrassing knowing Kale was watching. The two girls, wanting to give Kale a good show, made out with his come after cleaning Mary. The angel watched in shock as her two friends kissed each other using tongue. Before she could tell them how dirty that was they turned to her and took turns sticking their tongues in her mouth, giving her some of Kale's cum. She was about to spit it out until her two friends demanded that she swallow and not waste what they gave. Mary could taste Kale's salty cum and wanted to spit it out, but feeling pressured, she gulped it down. It was a very strange taste. Before saying anything, Shano and Tara said in unison, Good girl. Mary, that was so sexy. Kale commented. As sexy? Mary blushed at Kale's words. If he liked what she did then maybe it was not so bad after all. Shiano and Tara got to their feet and tugged Kale to bed. Kale asked Mary to join them and she followed without question. She was still preoccupied with what just happened a few seconds ago. She swallowed some salty fluid that shot out of Kale's cock. His sexy comment was also on her mind. Kale lied down with Mary on his right and Tara on his left. Shiano was right on top of him. She gave his lips a gentle peck and said, Good night, Kale. I love you, honey. Tara kissed Kale and wished him a good night also. Mary was the last one to kiss him. He reassured her, saying, You did great. And she smiled. All three girls rested their heads on Kale. They soon fell asleep. As they snored, Kale thought back to how this all started. He knew his life would never be the same again. He no longer had Jane, but that was all right. It would be a joke to say he wanted to work with Terry again. He sighed happily and drifted to sleep. Indeed, Kale now had his perfect band and perfect love life, along with some devil and angel powers. Sleeping with a smile on his face, he knew this was only the beginning of his new amazing life. The End